Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post a- what up? Fran, what's going on, man? Not much island by. <laughs> Oh, you, you just caught that wave? You, you just, no, I, I saw the video a while ago. I but it finally calling, got stuck. I've been in, calling Max. I've been saying, calling Max Allen, boy. It finally got stuck in your head? <laughs> yeah. it, it'll get you eventually. That damn thing. I really, I, the first 50 times I saw it, I kept rolling my eyes. Yeah. <sighs> Culture vultures. Yeah. <sighs> Ridiculous. They can't even sing. Who do they think they are? You know? And yeah. then it's like, then I'd be caught myself watching the dishes. Island boys <laughs> trying to make it. Island boy. It's 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 not catchy because it's stupid, but yeah. like it is catchy somehow. It is catchy, man. Uh, so yeah, but I wish nothing but horrible things for those two dudes. They look <laughs> wow. ridiculous because they look they look ridiculous, man. They look like like Elisa Simpson and yeah, <laughs> Lisa Simpson, Kodak Black. Somehow, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, friend, we should let people know that uh, this week is a little different. Mm-hmm. This format's a little bit different. We're doing a little experiment. Um, uh, I was inspired. A, a listener uh, messaged us on Instagram and informed me about a friend of her friend. So you know same friend group adjacent type of situation not her personal friend but a young lady named morgan brown the weekend of halloween a couple weeks back was shot outside of a nightclub in the chicago area Mm -hmm. around like 2 30 in the morning now for through all of my research that i could find i couldn't find what she told me the reason was but the the case is still open i don't even know if the guy's caught they know who he is but he has an open warrant Mm -hmm. he shot a young lady shot her multiple times morgan brown and then shot another young lady in the arm and she went to the hospital so I don't know if this is like inside information. Maybe the girl that messaged us knows people in the circle, mm-hmm. but she told me that it was because she, the young lady, Morgan Brown turned down his advances mm. and out of retaliation, angry, yeah. you know, pride, hurt, whatever the thing is, he, he, he pulled his gun out and shot her multiple times. Now, again, if you look this story up, her name's Morgan Brown, Chicago, Illinois, or Morgan Brown, Chicago. I don't know the exact area, but if you look this story up, that's not, the motive on the head on the headlines yeah. as of now. But what I've been told is it was some scenario like that. And that's not hard to believe. We've heard plenty of stories like that before. We've talked about these stories. We've talked about how as men, 
How do we check these people, these dudes out here who are doing these crazy things to people who are mm-hmm. making them feel uncomfortable out here because they want something from them? Yeah. So uh, I was like, let's open this up, man. Let's stop, collaborate, and listen, mm-hmm. like the world-famous poet Vanilla Ice once said. And let's open the phone lines up. Let's get some people in here that listen to this podcast who have heard us talk about these things, and let's hear their stories. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who – know the feeling of fear that Morgan Brown had before she was shot. Yeah. Just, and then, but like they have stories where they weren't killed, but that, that fear is all known, all too familiar to a lot of people out there of like, well, let me just (laughs) smile and, oh, thank you. uh, I do have a dump truck ass or whatever these dudes are out here saying. And you just have to smile through it and keep walking or Mm. give them a fake phone number, any of these kind of things. So, I said, you know, um, let's change the format up this week. Let's let's interact with some listeners and let's see what happens. How do you feel about what we're about to do? Um, it's pretty interesting. You know, this is not this is a different format for us, like you Definitely. said. Um, but I would love to hear these stories and you know, hear what these other you know people that have been in these situations that you know fortunately wasn't killed. You know, rest in peace, uh, Morgan Brown, name right, Morgan yeah, Brown. Morgan Brown. Uh, I would love to hear you know these stories and how and you know what was the outcome as far as you know how did they handle it and you know was they was they you know was they with anybody you know it's because you know you can you can handle a situation different if you with somebody and if you're not for sure. So um, it just the outcomes could be different, but I would love to hear you know what these these women's these women go through. Absolutely. At that moment, and terrified, I know, so terrified. You like, you don't know how, how this person is going to react. Yeah, to my, you know, to whatever answer I give them. So, I would love to see, you know, um, hear those stories and you know what happened, and how they handled those. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I don't really know. I haven't thought this out. Like, I don't have a a well produced idea. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just gonna start calling people. Hello. Hello, is this Lauren? Yes, it is. Hi, Lauren. This is Alvin and Fran uh, from Affirmative Murder. We're giving you a call to uh, hey. chop it up for a bit. What is going on? How you doing? What's up? Hey, guys. It's so cool to be talking on the phone with you. Just, you know, chilling. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 you, I, you, we were talking earlier and you said like you were traveling or something like that. Where are you traveling from? Yes. So I actually took a flight back a day earlier. I took a cross-country road trip with my mom. Life's a highway. And then man, you know? spent a yeah, week in, sure. yeah, spent a week in Houston with her. Um, we definitely listened to a couple episodes of the show oh, on the great. road. She's a fan now. Well done. Um, well done and well done. interestingly, we stopped in Money, Mississippi, where Emmett Till was accused of wolf whistling at Carolyn Bryant. Yes. Wow. So we stopped by what's left of the Bryant grocery store. And then we went to Winona, Mississippi, where the in the dark podcast um, took place. Oh, heavy. So we did some true crime tourism stuff on our trip. Yeah. Heavy. I mean, did you guys like stop for, did you get milkshakes or <laughs> do like light stuff or was it just like no. <laughs> this so deep existential? Like, store, <laughs> right. The Bryant grocery store is, still owned by the family and it's just like a shell of a building. They've just let it decay completely. I will say though, um, you have to go down a dirt road to get there. Oh no, I'm out. Oh, yeah. I'm we out. were terrified. It was bright sunlight 
And we ended up like dropping a pin to a couple of friends just so people knew where we were. Yes. Um, and then we had gone to take pictures of the memorial sign, but the sign keeps getting shot up and vandalized. Oh. And yeah. so they put up a bulletproof sign. A bulletproof and sign? Somebody, yes, at the Emmett Till Memorial site. I, mean, I didn't even know there was a market. I didn't even know there was a market for that. Didn't know that was a thing. Yep. Yep. And somebody within a week of the bulletproof sign going in rammed into it with their car and stole it. So now there is a mound of dirt and a temporary plastic sign. That sounds like such a fun road trip to take with your mom. Uh, Once once you have to like pin your area. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. It's like, let me drop one of these just in case something bad happens and people need to find us. Yeah, we're glad we did it, but that's not happening again. I'm like, let's go to Graceland. Like, let's go to Graceland, see where Elvis Presley did music or whatever. Let's do that kind of stuff. Anything where it's like, you know, let's drop drop our notification, text out our notifications of our location to people or or emergency contacts. Once we had to pull out the paper map I keep in my oh, car. Oh, come on, Lauren. This is getting ridiculous knew. now. No service? <laughs> the hotspot doesn't work. You have to go no, back to analog. No the GPS doesn't even work. The they don't even care. The original, the original says, I don't, we don't need to yeah. go down that Google's way. like, you guys should turn around. <laughs> right. The Magellan. You have to pull out the paper map. This is, this is, this is, this is ridiculous, Lauren. I'm glad yeah, you did it. I'm glad we you can report back to us and let us know the feelings and the vibrations and those those necks of the right, woods. I'm glad to be on this side, but but we'll we'll just we'll we'll live vicariously through you on this. Glad on you're this safe. So very very <laughs> glad you're safe. Sounds good. Lauren, Maybe I'll post some pictures up on the Facebook page. Please do. I would love to see. That's the only way I would see them because I'm not going down this road at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not literally or figuratively. Don't worry. I got you. <laughs> so Lauren. Um, First, before we get into things, I would love to hear your thoughts on what we're trying to do here on this episode. And, uh-huh. um, you know, and we're excited to, you know, hear your story and to shut the hell up and, and, and let you have a, the platform to inform two dudes about what it's like to be a, you know, a woman okay. out here and, you know, and everything like that. So uh, when you saw the post that I put up, what, what were your thoughts? So I felt like great you know, maybe this will help more men understand how women have to navigate things. I just saw a video today where a man was harassing two black women and they were laughing and smiling and people were like, well, don't laugh and smile. And it's like, that's a defense mechanism. You're trying to keep him calm, you know, and just like, hopefully the interaction will dissipate on its own. Um, but the consequences for being harsh or setting a firm boundary are sometimes violent. Yeah. So I think this is a great idea. You guys talk a lot about a lot of cases, but I think this is relevant too. And I really would love to see the narrative change from like, Hey, don't go out there and get raped to like, Hey, don't rape people. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, any of that. Any of that I, like the, what was she wearing? All of these things where none of the onus gets put it. on the Why were you, you out know, the there alone? Right. Um I will say even for me like I enjoy walking and I used to live in Detroit. I was out walking. I was followed for a mile. 
Um, I ended up hiding on a random person's porch. Oh, wow. Until the guy kind of lost sight of me. But I shared that situation with a couple of male friends, and their response was, well, just call me the next time you want to go for a walk. And it's like, well, I shouldn't have to take a chaperone. Yeah, yeah. For a walk. Yeah, wow, that's... So that's, that's real. So yeah. now again, before you, before you jump in, cause I just want to ask one question and then I'm me and Frank are going to shut up and we want to hear your story. Uh, as two dudes who sure. might be in a situation where we have a female friend telling us a story like this, is it like, are we the douchebags when we're like, man, I wish I was there. I would have punched them in the face and you, you know what? Next time call me cause I'll beat them up. Like, is that not the, is that not the proper response? Is that what somebody wouldn't want to hear in a situation like that? I definitely don't think you're a douchebag, and I think a better response may just be asking, how can I support you, and saying, I'm really sorry that happened to you. That shouldn't happen to you. That's fucked up. Yeah, because I mean- And I'm going to do my part. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. What I wanted to say was just us, like you just said, us saying, men saying stuff like that, it's like, what is that? That's not solving anything. Yeah. Us saying, oh, we wish you was there to, right. to beat the, like, what is that? That's not, that's not comforting the person or being like, you know, uh, you was going to threaten to beat up this dude. Cause like, that's that you can't, you can't go back in time and yeah. do stuff like that. That technology like, doesn't exist right. yet. Bro. Exactly. <laughs> Hasn't been invented yet. Exactly. And the woman still gets lost in that interaction. Cause then it so becomes like, about then him. Then the right. conversation yeah. becomes about, right. And it leaves, it has left me feeling as, the person who was harassed, like now I'm managing another person's experience of it, mm. which now you're trying to calm I don't have them the down. capacity yeah. for that. Yeah. Right. Wow. Well, Lauren, right, right, um, right. we we are gonna um, the theme of this episode is stop, collab, collaborate, and listen, like um, the famous poet Vanilla Ice once said. So we are yep. gonna stop talking, and in collaboration with you, we're gonna okay. listen to your story and and listen. Okay. So I'm going to try to tell two stories really quickly. Okay. Um, the first story happened. Take your time, by the way. Take your probably time. 20. Okay. So the first story happened 2013. I was in Washington, D.C. I was at a bar on U Street with a friend. Uh, we, you know, cleared our tab and went outside of the bar, hugged, and my friend, who's a man, walked the opposite down, way down the sideways, uh, sidewalk from me. And so we hugged and waved goodbye to each other and turned in opposite directions. I got about a quarter of the way down the block and somebody touched my arm and I turned around and it was a gentleman, very tall, um, who said, I saw you inside the bar and I like you and I want to talk to you. And I said, no, thank you. Um, you know, I, I raised my voice a little bit because part of what I was taught is like create a scene, make a scene out yeah. of it. Yeah. Wow. And hopefully that person will turn away. And so I said that and kept walking and he grabbed my arm, spinning me around to face him. Oh, wow. And he was like, you're not just going to walk away from me. And so I got louder and said, stop touching me. Leave me alone. I'm like physically trying to push away from him. This story sticks in my mind because I made a scene 
And a guy across the street who was not at all involved yelled out, dude, you got to try harder. She's not going for it. Mm. Wow. And it made me feel like, okay, something could happen to me and people would just watch it happen. And some people would even think it was entertaining. So that was really scary. Um, I was able to scream loud enough that my friends heard me and came back. Wow. So a a man did get me out of that situation. Um, But it was, it was very scary because I'm five foot three. The person was more than a foot taller than me. There's nothing. If he had decided to pick me up, there was nothing I could have done. Yeah. The, Second story I'll tell you guys. I now live in New York, and I okay, going okay. home. <laughs> I was getting around. I know. I I move around like I have warrants. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I live in so many different places. Um, but I now live in New York, and I was in the New Lot section of Brooklyn getting on the three train to go back home to Manhattan where I live. It was late and this this stop was the end of the line. So the train's always pretty empty at Mm. either end of the line. So I got on and at first it was just me alone in a car and then a young man got on and sat kind of across diagonally from me. I didn't really pay attention. I think I was reading a book. Um, a couple minutes passed, the bell dinged, and the doors closed. And as soon as the doors closed, he said, hey, and I looked up and looked at him, and he said, I'm going to rape you. Shut the fuck up. Wow. Yep. It was just you and him and on the train? Just me and him. Just wow. me and him. And I don't feel safe like moving between subway cars. I don't feel like I know how those doors work and I and you shouldn't don't want to be one of those people. Shouldn't have to know right. how to do that. So fortunately the next stop came soon enough and other people got on but it felt very much like being trapped. Because you still had to get to where you needed to get. Person. Right. And, you know, the train's in motion. So, like, I don't, you know, thankfully we were above ground. So, if I had needed to call 911, I guess I could have or pulled the emergency stop or something like that. But it was really um, a terrifying moment. And I shared that moment with a male friend who actually laughed. And said, like, oh, you know. What? These dudes are crazy out here. Oh, you know what? I don't know, sir. How's that funny? Yeah. And I was like, "Mm, I don't feel like that's what happened. I feel like somebody threatened rape. Yeah. Um, So I was trapped. Um, And then, since you guys have given me the floor, (laughs) I'll finish out the third story, which is the one I hinted about in Detroit. This happened summer 2020, so like we're in the thick of the pandemic, working from home, and I just wanted to like step away from work and go for a walk. 
And it was midday. I exited my apartment. I noticed that there was a guy wearing all all black on a bicycle in the intersection. At the time, I lived near a lot of like bars and restaurants. So he looked like a restaurant worker to me and didn't pay him any mind. I walked about a half a mile across a bridge and he was behind me. And so I stopped and turned around and looked at him and he just stopped. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm being weird still. Yeah. But then I walked further and he followed and I turned around and I said, what do you want? And he laughed and he was still on his bike. So I'm on the sidewalk. He's in the road on his bike. So like, um, like almost, almost, ne- almost like riding next to you, but like a little further back trailing a bit. Just like slightly over my left shoulder. Wow. Like he was like in my peripheral vision. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not subtle. That's not subtle at all. No. And so I called a friend um, and then he started writing beside me. And that's when I ran to a house that happened to be on the corner and I banged on the door a black woman answered and I was like, Hey, can you know, I'm not asking you to let me in. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Can I hide in this corner of your porch? There's a man following me. She was super nice. She was like, yes, absolutely. Take your time. She brought me water. Um, I probably waited about 20 minutes. Oh, wow. And I didn't, I still wanted to go for my walk and I got about a block down from her house and, saw him again and so all I can think is maybe he saw where I went and just waited me out um but I started walking I saw him again he pulls up sort of alongside me again and at that point I was on Grand River I don't for anyone who knows Detroit but I was on Grand River and I literally just walked into traffic and flagged down a police officer. Wow. Which I did not want to do. I don't want the police interaction. I also don't want to bring a black man into a police interaction. I, as a black woman, don't want to be a part of a police interaction. That's such I didn't a, that's know what so, else that's, to do. That's so much to have to calculate, Lauren. I really, uh, that, that breaks my heart because it's like, you clearly yeah. felt unsafe, but then you're also trying to protect this person because you know the history of this country and you have to, I take mean, who knows, you know, how this is going to go and you know, you'll be shocked to learn the police were completely unhelpful. They asked, they kept asking me, how did I know him? What does he want for me? I have no idea. So, um, I started walking back towards my apartment. I made a bunch of loops through like my apartment complex because I didn't want him to see where I was going in. Uh, made it into my apartment, looked out the window, and it actually looked like he had started following another woman. And you saw him out of the window of your apartment when you looked out of the window? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because I walked up to Grand River. I lived off of Michigan. And so he just, kind of rode back between those two streets 
And then I think I was able to slip into the building without him seeing which door I went into. But when I looked outside, he was riding his bike in the street alongside another black woman. And I could see that she had headphones in. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know what went on from there, but those are three examples. Wow. Lauren, can I ask you, how did, yeah. and not just one of these, but all, all of these situations, one too many, obviously, but how did these, this is a two-part question, yeah. I guess, how did these shape your future interactions around men who approach you in life or any of it, just, just as a friend or any type of way like that? And also, sure. yeah, and two, two, because part two is, how would you, as a woman, want to be approached with your experience as a man, as a friend or any type of way, like obviously don't grab you and spin you around. Like you're in some kind of weird twisted dance, but what is it? What, what exactly. to men out there listening? How would you want to be approached as a woman for conversation of any kind? So I'll answer the second part first. I really think you can just say hello. Like I have met people while out and, made friends or even gone out on dates with people who just said hello, nothing weird. Um, you know, just say hello. I will say this is kind of where the weird, you know, nice guys don't get attention narrative comes in. That's a little gross. If you have to say that, then you're probably not a very nice guy. Yes. Um, but yeah, just say hello. I went on a few dates once with a guy who just said, I wanted to let you know that your dress is really pretty. And we struck up a conversation and had drinks a couple times and that was it. And it was cool. Um, you know, I've had interactions that start off as, hi, you look nice. And then I say, thank you and keep walking. And it's like, well, then fuck you then, you stupid ass bitch. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay. Wow. <laughs> you know, seen those, seen those, seen those, cute, play, seen those, yeah, seen those play out, yeah. seen those play out for sure. Yeah. Um, as far as how it has changed my approach, um, so as we've discussed, I I actually don't have warrants, but I have <laughs> moved around a lot. I've lived in D.C., New Orleans, Atlanta, New York. San Francisco. All are you, are you Carmen? Woman, are you Carmen San Diego? <laughs> no. So it. She so wouldn't tell us if she was. Would she, she, would, she wouldn't tell us if she was. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. My financial planner literally called me Carmen San Diego the other day. Yeah. He was like, "Why is your mail being sent back to me, Carmen? Where do you actually <laughs> live now?" <laughs> like. That's hilarious. Anyway, I'm back in New York. Um, so I've lived in all these different cities, always as a single woman. Um, and I've loved all these places. I carry two personal protection devices on my keychain, one mm. that has a bright light and makes a noise, the other one that has two sharp points. Um, I have taken Krav Maga lessons. Whoa. Um, yeah, that it was that was like a confidence booster, but it was also we did very real world 
scenarios. Yeah, oh, I'm, so like, I'm, I'm I'm familiar with the Israeli death art of uh, Krav Maga. Right. Uh, yeah. So so that's why I said wow. Yeah. It's, it's it's no joke. Yeah. So I do that, and then you know, there's the old tricks like you keep your AirPods in, even if there's nothing playing. Yeah. Um. I do you do the ring thing I'm now permanently? Sorry, the what? Like, do you wear like a? Oh, have I put fake... a ring on the, my ring finger? Yeah, I absolutely have done that. I absolutely have done that. I feel like I feel um, in my mind. I feel I like that feel... welcomes that like. Uh, oh, you can't have friends, and then it gets weird. Then it starts to get. Oh, weird, you know? so yeah. they'll absolutely do that. There, but absolutely that happens. Um, but there also seems to be a respect for like, oh, this is another man's territory already. Oh, that's gross. Oh, that okay. so, when you put it like that. Is, yeah. When you put it like that, that's pretty fucking gross. Oh yeah. Wow. It's pretty bummer summer. Right. Yeah. So, um, I've done all, I've, you know, tried all of that. I just permanently share my location, uh, with my mom. Now I'm almost 40. And I still just go ahead and share my location because I travel and I live in big cities. Um, by and large, I feel very safe. I feel very safe in New York. I felt very safe in D.C. Um, but there are folks out there who, whether that's how they move through the world all the time or... Maybe they are lit this evening and feeling themselves in a certain kind of way. Um, you know, I don't walk around in fear, but shit absolutely happens. Yeah. Um, walk around. You definitely walk around you know, aware. Oh, which, for sure. Which is something I can, for I sure. can say I've on several days just can walk around in life on autopilot. And, uh, you know, and, and not until you hear stories like this, do you really think about that where i go grocery shopping yeah I have my airpods on the whole day with the i have the ones that you press the thing and it's like go silent yeah like the commercials right and i don't think I twice about not one. being able to hear the world because yeah. i'm like who's gonna bother me right who's i have the me? same yeah. one um i will only use that in public if i'm on like a very full midday subway situation where i feel like I can zone out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, part, I think part of the, you know, benefit of what you guys are doing is I'm not sure that men or mask-presenting people in the world understand how much energy goes into the level of vigilance. Yeah. And I put it that way because I'm not even sure that I always understand how much energy goes into the level of vigilance because I'm a 38-year-old woman. I've been doing it. I'm not sure what it would be like to, to not do it. Um, but that is rape culture. And so, you know, I think we have to start calling out the things that we've normalized so that we can start changing them. Um, and, you know, I've also, I've also tried to intervene when other women are being catcalled or I witnessed a physical assault on a DC 
Metro mm. and, you know, tried to intervene in that. So I would say that's another, that's an important thing is when you see something happening, even if you just make contact with the person being harassed to say like, Hey, are you okay? And looking them in the eye, like, Hey, I can see you. Can I help you out of whatever situation you might be in? Yeah. They might be like, Hey, I'm fine. Um, I've also had women be like, Oh, Hey girl, I was waiting for you. Let's go. And it's like, all right, sis, let's go. Fran. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wanted to, uh, touch on when the story you talked about when you was on the train and you told your, uh, you know, you mentioned the situation to your friend and he kind of like giggled it off and was like, you know, guys are crazy. I felt mm-hmm. like that is the, the the perfect example of, you know, one of the main reasons why we're doing what we're doing on this episode. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people, guys can realize like, you know, that's, it's not a, it's not a laughing matter for one. And it's like, you need to take it more seriously than just, right. hey man, you dudes are crazy. Well, the, the reason that it was a laughing matter to him, friend, is because he couldn't fathom it sounded so ridiculous to but somebody going like, "I'm gonna rape you." Like he just came out and said it like that. Nobody does. It. That's crazy. That's that's like exactly. insane. It, that's it, my it point. Unfathomable. Exactly. Right. That's, my, that's why a lot. I'm not. I'm just saying. Like most guys think that exactly. way. Exactly. Oh, for and sure. That's the whole point of us doing this. To going like, hey, it's 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 way deeper than that, and it's not it's not funny at all. No. Right. Yeah. And you know, my friend that I told is a six foot three, like. He does not walk through the world seeing other people as possible physical threats. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, that is a friendship that I actually had to put a boundary on because that wasn't the only time he was dismissive mm. of something like that. Yeah. Um, a friend of his who I also know harassed me and he laughed when I told him about that. Wow. And so I just had to tell him like, you're not a safe person mm. anymore. Um, and he was like, yeah, but you know, he's just a wild dude like that. Mm, that's yeah. not okay. Yeah. That's not an excuse. Yeah. So I, and I, there are other male friendships where I've had to like, that's Jake. Yeah. That's just Jake, you know? Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, this, particular person was so vulgar that we actually had to like formally ban him from a workspace. Oh, oh damn. Um, yeah. Like we sat around a workspace. Yeah. We tried to have a meeting with him and actually made a list of like things he'd said and done that were not okay. And he was like, so if I see a fine bitch, I'm not supposed to say anything. He said this at work? And we were like, okay. He was a client of ours. Wow. wow. That's that's crazy. And we were like, okay, that's a wrap on that. Um, <laughs> you know, we tried, but. That's, that's, <laughs> wow. that's I mean, like, I, I, I have like, lots like, of it yeah. was so <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, Oh, if I see ass, I'm not supposed to say I see ass? Oh, this is crazy. I guess I won't be doing business here right. anymore. That's crazy as shit, man. <laughs> Professionalism, man. Yeah. That's, that's and that's, that's pretty much how that went. That's how it went. And he made everyone in the space extremely uncomfortable. He fancied himself a like personal trainer. 
So his move was always like to grab your side oh, or uh, your tummy and say like, Oh, I can help you out. And uh, it's like, or you could not touch my or, body. Or you could don't. Be great. Yeah. You could don't. Right. You could fuck all the way off. Oh, wow. Lauren. Um, Jesus. So yeah. Well, that was, like I uh, told you, I'm 38. I got stories. <laughs> <laughs> those were, those were three heavy ones. Um, Lauren, let's, let's switch it up before we get out of here with you. Uh, Lauren, if you were, a, if you could be a bird, what kind of bird would you be for a day, Lauren? Let's change it up. Let's change the energy up a bit, huh? Let's get a what little kind light. Of bird? If you could be a bird for a day, Lauren, what kind of bird would Lauren be? Okay, this is a great question. I have a friend who is from Sydney, Australia, and she told me about the sacred ibis. Ibis. Sure. And it's this like indigenous bird to Australia, but now they live off of like trash in urban areas and they're called bin chickens. So <laughs> I would be a bin chicken for a day. <laughs> we've all, we've all, we've all, we've all been a bin chicken at some point in our life, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> who amongst us? Am I right? Who amongst us? Lauren, like, yeah, I'd be a bin chicken for a day. That was a great answer. I was, I was expecting like a, a I was, I, you really pulled that out of the out of the ether. That was that was an incredible answer. <laughs> Lauren, um, thank you so much. Uh, those Thanks, were guys. those were incredible stories, and we're glad that you took some time out of your day and you got home safe from your trip of insane your insane uh, <laughs> color of purple uh, <laughs> Mississippi burning uh, road trip and. Thank you. All of that. Yeah, all, all of, of it. That. All of them. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank, Thanks for yeah. what you're doing. Thanks for entertaining all of us. Please be taking care of yourselves. Thank you so much. All right, Lauren. Uh, you have a good night, okay? All right. Have a good one. Enjoy your evening. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Wow. Somebody just coming out and saying, like, I'm going to rape you is I've never I've never heard. I've never heard somebody tell me that before. You know, yeah. even if you're a survivor of, of sexual assault, I, I just that's like so I couldn't imagine somebody saying that out loud like that you know like that really caught me off guard you know because you, you would think it would be more mysticism involved or tricks or then they switch to the violence but this was a person who just came straight forward with violence it's a crazy person yeah of, of, obviously yeah. but i mean that was just that was shocking man um that was a really good call yeah all right let's get into another phone call hello Hello, is this Sabs? It is. Hi, Sabs. This is Alvin from Affirmative Murder. We, you were, we, you said you had a baby, so I'm trying to be quiet. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm whispering too. I just moved into the other room. I'm doing good. I'm okay, doing awesome. Good. So we can talk regular now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Normal voices. Normal okay, voices. Okay. Okay. How you doing? Um, hey. I know doing doing good. Um, just wanted to share my experience with you guys before the baby wakes up and ruins the party. Yes. Yeah. Um, real quick, yeah. Sabs, is that the mm-hmm. government or is that a short, that's shorthand for Sabrina? <laughs> you guys, yeah, you guys mentioned this on the Patreon. Uh, someone actually did forget my name once and uh, just called me Sabs and I was like, hmm, that's kind of clever. That's what I and said. so in a... It is. And so in attempts to be like cool, I tried to give myself a nickname and be like, hey, I'm sad. And people are like, oh, okay, Sabrina. Um, hasn't, hasn't really stuck yet. But well, you know, it's stuck here. God, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to call you anything else. And there are, you know, a decent amount of people listening to this who will only call you Sabs from now on. So, you know something? You are the yeah. first person. I'm, I'm going to give you a round of applause. You're the first person who I um, applaud both with sound effects and actually uh, for giving yourself a nickname. I usually don't like that, but I'm into this one. <laughs> this time I'm into it. And, and you are, ha- I, I now knight you Sabs. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be official. No big deal. It's whatever. That's what we do here. Uh, Sabs. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get into this because uh, the theme of this episode I've been telling, okay. telling people is, you know, we're here to stop, collaborate and listen like Vanilla Ice once said. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you have, you have a story to tell, we're two dudes who want to hear your story and understand what it's like for a person to go out into the world and, and experience things that we don't have to experience. And so we're going to stop talking. And did Fran, did you say hi? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fran said hi. So th- <laughs> those are out of the way, throw those out the window. Uh, we're going to stop talking and in collaboration with you, you we're going to listen to your story. Cool. Um, so basically I went to college uh, in Northern California and as most college Students do would go out to the bars. Sure. One night, uh, we'll just we'll call him a gentleman. Um, there's other words we could use, but we'll just say gentleman. You can throw one uh, out if you'd like. Offered to buy me. 
<laughs> he uh, asked if I wanted a beer. Okay. And my mom, being the very paranoid, traditional Latin woman she is, always told me never let a gentleman or someone you don't know buy you a drink because you don't know what they're going to put in it, what they're going to do. Just don't do it. Uh, and so I, I said no. Very, very polite. Um, turned around and uh, finished talking with my two friends who I was there with. And that is all I remember. Uh, apparently, he had roofied me. He did not like the fact that I said I didn't want to drink. Um, so did, sure you have a, did you have a drink, did you have a drink in your hand? That was about that same thing. Um, I had a bottle of beer. Wow. And I'd set it down on the table. Mm. And at some point, he'd slipped something into it. Uh, I, I'm not sure when. There wasn't a ton of people in the bar. Uh, but he, he roofied me. And uh, next thing you know, the two roommates I lived with, two larger actual gentlemen, um, were looking for me, couldn't find me. And this guy had carried my limp body down the stairs and was trying to get me into a car. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, long story short, he didn't succeed. Um, my two guy roommates uh, confronted him, and he said that he knew me. They knew he didn't knew me or know me. And um, then he's like, oh, well, you know, she's my girlfriend. And they're like, no, she's not. And then he started getting confrontational with them, and before calling the cops, they, you know, beat him up. Uh, nice. But apparently this guy had um, a habit of uh, drugging women. I was about to say that this sounds like. Turned down his advances. No, this, yeah, this, this isn't, this wasn't his first rodeo. No. So how'd you find that out? Was he known at no, this, was he known at this bar or just around the college town? Like, So I, I had um, woken up the next morning at my parents' house very confused. Um, as to why, you know, I was there and my parents had explained to me that I was roofied. I had to go to the hospital, file a police report. We did, you know, the whole shebang and, um, you know, the guy ended up getting arrested and had a previous criminal record. And so that's how we found out that he had done this before. And did you pursue charges against him? Were you able to do that? Or was that like a whole messy, like bullshit? Can't it, it was a whole messy thing. Yeah. You know, you can't really prove it. There's no video, blah, 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 that type of thing. Um, so there's really nothing they could charge him with. They didn't have it on camera that he roofied me. He said that at long story short, at best he was, or at worst rather, he was just trying to take a, a drunk girl home. And I mean, I wasn't drunk. I was, I couldn't walk. I was completely yeah. out. He was tearing my limp body. And, um, you know, no one passerbys or anyone said anything or tried to stop him. Um, maybe they thought he was a friend just trying to get me home. That's but the, uh, That's the scary, because that was going to be I'm, my next question, because that's the scary part is that you go out, whether, you know, I mean, I haven't done bar crawls like I used to, but, uh, you know, in college, times you go and you do that stuff and you, you you might see a girl who is three sheets to the wind falling down or whatever and you just in your mind just instinctively you go oh she went hard tonight 
but you have no exactly. ability to gauge and, and, on if that person was drugged and if, if that person that they're with that's carrying mm-hmm. them is that, I mean, so that really, I mean, you really put that into perspective for me because so many times I would have been one of those yeah. people who went like, yeah, man, I might even have said something like, yeah, man, get her home and just kept walking on with my life. Cause I'm just it's, assuming this person, that's the danger exactly. that it can be in plain sight it's like safe that. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a lot of women that I went to college with or just women that I know, um, you know, we all have stories of, okay, you know, walking at night, a guy says something or just even walking in the daytime and a, a guy approaching you and you trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to respond? How will he take my response? Do I need to have a, what we like to call Wolverine hands, which you stick your keys between your fingers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, a. Uh, a whole different rodeo when uh, you have a certain set of organs there. You have to be very thoughtful about where you are and how you respond um, For sure. to someone. Stabs, now Stabs, I know you have a baby waiting and you're, you're lucky to have some time where he's asleep. So my last question is, um, this experience, I'm sure, I'm sure there's been a ton of experiences that have sucked, but how, is an, how did an experience <laughs> like that shape you going forward as far as trust issue any of the like how did it or just do you do you now Uh absolutely don't let your you put the napkin over your drink like are there any lingering effects from that experience that have carried over into your life today as an adult oh oh definitely I mean I won't um leave a drink if I put a drink down it's down I'm not coming back to it I'll take a drink with me I won't even trust it at a table you know um with friends because you unfortunately don't know Yeah, Uh, there's, you know, as a woman you have to take, and I hate being this paranoid, but you have to take these precautions because you know, the, that nice guy you were chatting with or seems nice because this guy that uh, roofied me clean cut as it gets. Yeah. Just, you would see him and think he was the the boy next door. And you know, he'd actually uh, was from a pretty prominent family in the area which might have something to do with him getting away with what he has been getting away with. But, you know, you wouldn't see him and think, oh, you know, hide, hide your drink. Be careful. You'd be like, oh, look at this, you know, nerdy dude. Yeah. Sabs, thank you for sharing that. Um, Really appreciated it. You are welcome. I I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that doing this will help people you know, not only just hearing stories that they can relate to, but hearing people hearing things that you shouldn't do, which I mean, the things that we've heard so far, it's like, yeah, I would never do that. Obviously don't just grab people's hips and do, don't do stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, there are people who don't know that mm-hmm. your story is an extreme one, obviously, exactly. you know, so if, if, you know, I don't think yeah. nobody's out here accidentally roofing, roofing people, yeah. but it, hearing, <laughs> the roofies. yeah. yeah oh, my happen. bad. Sorry. Um, but, but the gym that you left us with was people saw you stumbling and getting into, you know, heading into a car with this person. And so maybe next somebody hears that and goes, okay, maybe I'll keep my eye out next time. And maybe I'll go ask the questions that your friends asked that person. Like, do, do you know this person? Are you okay? Is she okay? Or, you, you know, th- those types of things. Cause again, I, I mean, I definitely have walked past girls in that situation before getting into an Uber with somebody mm-hmm. and they're falling. I've, I've, I've seen that, you know, and I, you know, I'm so <clears throat> that changed my perspective on that for sure. So thank you for that. 
Yeah. And it never, it never hurts to just make sure, you know, the lady's okay. Because if my, um, my friends hadn't found me, I don't know what would have happened to me. And, yeah. you know, it's, I would rather just kind of advise men err on the side of caution. If something feels right or looks sketch, if a woman is literally draped over a man's shoulder, unconscious, like no body movement at all, maybe you just say, Hey bro, do you need some help? Yeah. Is she cool? You need to call someone, uh, and you know, you could possibly get her out of a bad situation if she is in one. For sure. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, we will not take you. We, we will not take you away from what is your child's name? James. We will not take you from. You should, you're, you're gonna call him like Jam or Jame. <laughs> or, how are you gonna pass down the Sabs thing to him? Because you get to give him, and he doesn't oh, have to give oh. himself a nickname. You can, you get to do it. Yeah. No. Oh, so many nicknames. I call him uh, Jimmy Jam. Jimmy Jam. Jimmy Jam. I like That's that. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Stick with that one. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. Uh, well, we won't let we won't hold you from Jimmy Jam any longer. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your night and uh, talking to us for a little bit. Thank you. Of course, of course. Love this show, and I really love what you guys are doing. Um, hopefully, this will open up a lot of a lot of eyes and you know maybe help someone out hopefully indeed sabs have a fantastic night and uh give jimmy jam a a little forehead kiss for us (laughs) i will bye guys bye bye (sighs) yeah man it's hard to um to hear these stories and to think nobody saw that dude do that slip of something in her drink yeah man i watched the video on tiktok of uh, a girl with several cups in her apartment mm-hmm. just doing moves that you would see somebody do in a bar yeah where she's like oh excuse me let me grab a napkin bloop drop it drop a, a beer bottle though yeah beer bottle that is, is yeah that's, yeah, that's, yeah yeah it, you've it, been it, doing that you've done that way too many times yeah i mean it's if it's open it's got a hole in it you know yeah man i mean this these stories are crazy it's like you know, I have a child. I have two children. I have a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, if to hear stuff like this happen to Sophie, we have a problem. Yeah, to hear stuff like this, that Max has something to do, we have a problem. Absolutely. I really honestly, like, how many times, Fran? I mean, how many times have we gone out to a bar? And you yeah, see man. a girl just, you just go, man, she was too many shots. Huh? I mean, again, I you know, I feel after hearing Sabs's sto- Sabs's, Sabs, Sabs's story, mm. after hearing Sabs's story, in that moment of her telling that, and these are the things that we, we as men have to reckon with is in that I've probably been that dude of like, try, try harder, man. Like Lauren said, like try, she's not going for it. But me as a person that's like, man, get her home quick. Cause she is falling over all over the place. And I just assume she knows him. He knows her. She drank too much, you know, safely or, or not blackout drunk or whatever but like from alcohol yeah not from somebody slipping something in their drink and just statistically the number of times that i've seen that i probably have seen women be roofied before or that are have roofie roofies in their system so that's a lot to reckon with you know you feel like what do you i mean obviously what could i have done yeah but to be out you know having a good times with your friends and then to wake up you know hours later and go and no i only had two i only had two beers yeah this wasn't alcohol that's that's terrifying that's almost like I won't go. I'm not even going to go out. That's that's why I'm change. asking them that question. Yeah. Like, wh- what comes from this experience? You know, because yeah. imagine you wake up in a strange dude's 
a room on his bed. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't remember sleeping with this. You know, now you have to reckon with that. Yeah. You know, so she thankfully woke up at her parents' house, but there's so many women with stories that people in general, honestly, with stories like I woke up somewhere I didn't know where I have been, my underwear were off, all that, this, that, and the third. Yeah. You know, thankfully so, her friends, you know, came in to rescue her and, and kicked his ass. Yeah, it's great stories, man. Yes, these are these are these are pretty these are pretty nuts. Okay, okay, let's go. Hello, hello, is this Hannah? This is Hannah. Hi, Hannah. This is Alvin and Fran from the Affirmative Murder. We're uh, giving you a call just to chop it up for a bit. What's going on? Oh shit! Hello. Um. <laughs> wow. I'm like so happy you guys called. Um. I. I'm still at work, but I'm gonna walk away. Oh no. Oh. Um, well, don't don't get written up. I'm stepping away. You can. She can. Oh no. I'm a I'm a graduate student, and there's I. I, they pay me so little. It's okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is amazing. Uh, um, yeah, I would love to talk about whatever. I know you guys have some um, specific questions you want to ask. So oh, we don't. Please fire away. We don't. Um, we oh, are okay. here just uh, trying to hear people's experiences because we are two, uh, you know, masculine presenting dudes who walk around in the world with I wear my AirPods with the sound silent. What is it called, Fran? Fran? Uh, sound noise canceling. Yeah. I have the noise canceling on. I don't have to worry about looking over my shoulder. I don't have to do any of those, these things. So we wanted to hear some stories from people who might have stories like that. And we, you know, we're here to shut the fuck up and listen. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, you know, I'd like to preface by recognizing that I'm still like a white femme presenting person. So I have my, you know, of course my own sets of privileges walking around the world, but, um, let's see. So I think something you might find that everyone will tell you that you'll talk to about this is that when you're like a young female, you're taught to walk with your keys in your hand. Yeah, Wolverine. You know, like your keys sticking out. They called it Wolverine. It's been called Wolverine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's one. You always want to park under a light um, at night, especially, right? Um, I've definitely had creepy notes on my car before. Like, just literally like scratch notes. Like, it's like someone trying to scare you, you know? Like, not just like a hi, like a creepy... Hello, like news, newspaper, capitals, newspaper, like newspaper trimmings. Out. Yeah, like very <laughs> scary shit like that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a couple specific stories I thought of when I saw your guys post. Um, one is when I I had some friends at my parents' house this was years ago, and one of my friends locked her keys in the car, and so we called tow truck guy, and I'm just you know being nice. He was really quiet, and like I, I was just shooting the shit and being polite. And I get in my car, and I this might not be, I guess, the most PG, but I'm, like, smoking a bowl in my car in my driveway. Drink it up. And we're not, my, <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's not a church podcast. You I were, live you in were, California, so yeah. it's a little, yeah, it's, it's different here. Um, you were blowing some dank. So, yes, proceed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I get, there's, like, a knock on my window, and I'm parked in my parents' driveway, and it's the tow truck guy. And I thought he left. Like, everyone left the street, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can go smoke weed in my car. Like, no big deal. And he, I, he's standing there, and I, like, have this moment where I'm like, okay, if I get out of the car and run to the door, he can totally catch me. I'm not close enough to my front door to make it. And he's, like, twice my size. Yeah. And 
So I go, I'm like sitting there and panicking. And also I've just like got weed all over my lap. Like I, I'm, and I, you know, I just look ridiculous and I'm kind of panicked. So I rolled down the window and he was like, Hey, you know, I, you know, it's just been the new year and like, you're so beautiful and I, I never do this. But like, I just really wanted to like reach out and get your number and talk to you. And this guy's like easily 20 years older than me. I don't, I must have been 19 at the time. And I immediately don't know what to do. And I gave him my real phone number, which was the biggest mistake, oh. right? Like definitely wouldn't do that now. Yeah. Um, but you know, I gave him my phone number and he just kept texting me oh, and he just kept he used texting it. me. He used it. Yeah. He used it. Right. He used my number. And he knew where I lived, you oh. know, because he what he told the truck at my house, and like I was sitting in my driveway at my house, and so you know I kind of blow it off, I blow it off, and then maybe a year later, the same shit happens. My friends come over, someone locks her key in the car. I think it Hannah, was even the same Hannah, stupid Hannah, friend Hannah. did it. <laughs> How much weed are you guys smoking at these house parties? Like the first time you, I let, I let it go. I didn't ask any questions the first yeah. time where you go locking your keys in the car is pretty. That's that's pretty amazing. Twice at the yes. same house. Twice, yes, and the same friend. It's the like, same. It's the same friend. Same person. Oh. I didn't do that. <laughs> same friend, dude. Yeah, the same. I maybe I should have just cut her off. Like yes. no more. You're a bad omen. Um, yeah, seriously. But then he, it was the same fucking tow truck guy. No way. So the same wow. guy comes back. And I'm like, and before he came back, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go inside and I'm just going to like, wait. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same guy, but like, I just, you know, it was the same friend and it's the same triple A. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. So anyway, I'm looking out the window. It's the same fucking guy. And he like came up to my door and he like looked in the door and he like, you know, was asking my friends about me and then it was so uncomfortable. And I, you know, he finally left and luckily the guy never talked to me again, but that was just one experience where this guy wouldn't leave me alone. And he came up to me in my car, in my driveway. Like it was so bizarre and so creepy. And also why, like why, like, what do you think's going to happen? I'm going to be so taken aback by how good of a tow truck driver you are that, like, you got those I'm keys out of there so fast. And I know you're the age yeah, of my dad, that, but here's my, well, you did give, yeah, me, real, you nope, did give yeah. me a real number. So, but, uh, but, but yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> I know I did. That, yeah. yeah. Nope, yep. No, I made that mistake many times. <laughs> You're like, oh damn! I thought I changed the I thought I changed the six to a five. That's my real one. Damn! I yeah. thought I gave him a fake what's, number. What's terrifying to me is that when you know, I've heard that when you know, um, you know, you give a guy a, your phone number. Uh-huh. What terrifies me is doing that, and then how long after do they try to use your number? Is it like a? I, mean, right. I, I want to see if this works. I want to see if this is the real number in front of you. Oh, I had. Oh, I, I, had like, I saw. I saw a girl. Oh, I saw a girl. Yeah. I, that's that's terrifying. Oh, I that's saw, creepy. I saw a girl give a guy. A fake number in his face, and he called and it he right called there. It, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, and she, no. she said, my, "She said my phone was disconnected." Oh my Hannah. goodness! It was a quick save. Yeah, I was like, she's, "This person's meant wow. to be my friend." It was a quick. She was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm just going through some financial stuff right now. My number's disconnected. That's why I went to that." But it was uh, just a fake number. Yeah. But oh, also, I, I did want to, I did want to speak on like the the don't tow trucks communicate through like radio. 
Is that is that like a thing? Well, I'm just uh, making that. Probably, up. I don't. They probably have CB radio. I feel like that's just, that's CB culture. Because it's just crazy. For, it's crazy for yeah. you to get the same no, tow truck guy twice. And he like, I'll take this. Yep. I'll take this. I'll Ooh, take you this think call. he like? He was like, take a break, Dusty. Uh, yeah. Dusty. Dusty's a tow truck guy, name. Dusty. Dude, Dusty. I'll I mean, handle. I'll handle this one. I lived there. Yeah. It's he crazy that I lived there. So you're probably right. Yeah. It's crazy that he also showed up and, and was like looking around, like, uh, "Hey, is Hannah here? Did yeah. you guys know you're friends with somebody who ghosts people?" It's like, "You're why are you saying ghost? You're 40." I'm just saying she ghosts people, so <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't exactly. be friends with a person who ghosts people. I'm just saying you maybe shouldn't have bad friends yeah, in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Wow, yeah, that is right? wow. I mean, you make we make the jokes and stuff, yeah. but that is wow. What did he think? I mean, yeah, what did he think he was? Like, yeah, maybe she'll store. she'll be my tow truck, <laughs> my tow truck queen. Nineteen yeah, tow, tow truck I mean, queen I, in nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> it was just oh my god that and that's just one right. Like I said, that's one story. I have another story where. I, I worked at the community college I went to and I was, you know, working at this main desk and this guy would always come up to me when I was working and just talk to me like while I'm helping other people, like clearly in the middle of my job and he just would not leave me alone. And, you know, and I, I, tr- I tried to like test the waters where, I'd, you know, I'd ask my coworkers like, hey, go sit here for a sec. I'm going to switch spots with you and we'll see if he stays. And as soon as I would leave the area, he would leave. Like, it was one of those things where it was very apparent. He was there then, for you. you know, again, he, yep, he asked me for my number, and this is back in it when I was the dumb young child. I'm, like, 30 now, but, you know, would not do it the same way. Um, but I gave him my number because I felt bad, and it's always the guilt. The guilt is, like, that's what makes you give in. It's, yeah. just, it's just, like, you feel bad, you know, because they came up to you, and they asked you, and that must have been scary, and you know, whatever. So, yeah, um, yeah I so hear he that, but you know number. what? I know, I know you probably know now. Fuck that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, no, that guy sure. can take yeah. in, that any guy, any guy listening to this, your ego can take a bruising. She said, no, bro, move on. If she said, no, yeah. you got to go. Yeah, she, you don't exactly. have to like, come on, you know, I just really going through a lot. It'd be nice if you could take me, let me take you out for a drink. No, man. Fuck. I don't want to. Yeah. That, I, that's it. That's simple as that. I don't yeah. know. If you, I don't know. Alvin, there's a, um, the radio shows the radio show host here uh I can't remember the guy's name but they do a segment where they 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 give uh like a fake number out the fake number mm-hmm. yeah and then the guys are called the, the guys are call a number and then just say creepy shit on the voicemail yeah and I was like that is mm, these people yep. it's, it's, that's so creepy man that's why before we get yeah. off the phone with Hannah oh, once dude. she once she tells this once she finishes this story we're going to get a piece of paper out and write her a fake phone number yeah. That you j- just keep this. <laughs> That's a great idea. Just have a default That's one. Memorize point. it like just, it's a real they just one. Just call us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll give them the Google. We'll give them the Google number. We'll play the, Yeah. Oh, are we going to become, are we going to become a radio show? Oh, and play? Damn, oh man. wow, man. Uh, and no, Hannah, please continue. Sorry. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I, uh, so I give this guy my number, you know, texting me and not texting me back. I, like, I'm not responding. And then he confronted me at school and he was like, why aren't you texting me back? And I didn't even know what to say. I was so, like, no one had ever done that to me before where they were, like, so demanding of, like, an answer, you know? And I didn't know what to do, and I didn't feel safe to be like, um, I'm not interested, you know? But I said something like, you know, I'm really busy. What's some bullshit excuse? And then I went to a class, and it was a class. I was making up a class. So it was, like, a day I don't even normally go to this class. And he just happens to walk in to talk to the teacher and he sees me. 
And then, and I make a mental note. I'm like, okay, so he's around. And then a half an hour later, I walk out of class. I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm like heading home and I'm coming down the stairs. And it was like a movie. Like he just appeared at the bottom of the stairs from like behind a building. Like he was hiding behind a building. And then he just popped out. Joe, he's Joe. He was just like. He Joe'd you. Yeah, he was so, (laughs) yes. He Joe'd me. Yep. A thousand percent. And I was like, oh, uh, hello. And I like immediately get off the phone with my mom and I text her and I'm like, hey, this is happening. And, you know, again, he's like trying to pressure me, trying to pressure me. And I'm like, dude, I just had a long day. I got to get home. Like I got to go to work, whatever it was. And so I like got out of the situation, but then he texted me again and I finally just lost it. I was like, dude, you are making me feel so scared. I'm going to report you. Like, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to fucking report you to someone higher up. And I don't know what will happen to you, but you're a student and it's not going to be good for you. So, like, either leave me the fuck alone or I will take it to somewhere higher up. And he left me alone. Yeah. And it's like, that was, you know, I mean, again, that was a long time ago. But, yeah, those things stick with you. It's crazy. So, it's, yeah, okay, so, crazy. so the question I've been asking everyone that we, um, after they, they tell these stories is mm-hmm. how going forward from these two incidences that seem like they were pretty close to each other. And I'm sure there's been a ton of, ton of other crazy incidences, but from these two that you've shared yeah. with us, how, how have you proceeded, uh, going forward? I hope for one, you know, stop giving out your real phone number. Yeah. So for that's one, so you stop yeah, giving dude, out your real phone number. But what, what, I mean, like what else has like stuck with you, like a muscle memory to now where I don't smoke weed in my car at night or anything that I or uh-huh. friend might just do without even thinking. What have you walked away from, from yeah. these incidences and these experiences that have like stuck with you and changed you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, after that last experience I talked about, I, my dad got me like a like a mini, not like a taser, but like one of those little stun guns. They're yeah. called like damsel in defense or some shit. It's like a like a stun gun for girls, which is really a stupid concept. But yeah, um, yeah got one of those. Stuff. I started carrying a knife. Um, I uh, yeah, so I have <laughs> like walk weapons. around with weapons, <laughs> yeah, okay. you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's a thing. And then yeah. and other things though, like. As soon as I get in my car, I lock the doors, like immediately, Yeah. immediately. Even if someone's coming to my car, like I'm not alone in the car. If I'm by myself in the car, doors are locked always. Um, I have like my locations turned on on my social media so that if, you know, something ever happens, I can like people know where I am. Um, there's also like apps you can download that you can, it can send an emergency text to like 10 people. You know, oh, wow. if you just press a button, it'll send it out. Um, man, they're quite. I've got like, I've got like fake knives that are like, like a, like a lipstick knife. Where oh. It looks like a lipstick, but it's not. Let me just put some lipstick on before I give you my number. Stab. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, or like I got a comb. I got a comb one that's a knife. Um, Jeez. I mean, yeah, just lots of discreet <laughs> weaponry. So, yeah. God, I sound I have a pen but as yeah, a knife. Weapons? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's handy. But but when yeah, Fra- when Fran says it when Fran says it's just like I just think it's fun. You're like I could have to use this someday. Yeah. 
So, Fran, nobody yeah, cares about nobody I mean, cares I, about your pen knife. Yeah. Fran. I'm, I'm throwing it out there as a suggestion. She has all this weaponry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She oh, yeah she's, a, she's, a, she's a grad student, yeah, so can, it works even more discreet. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the Joe exactly, guy. It was yeah. at school. Yeah, yeah. Or oh no, yep. this is like yep. this. That's perfect. Actually, that's a, such a good segue where it's like, yeah, sure. Let me just take my number down. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, we should. We're gonna get Hannah. A pen, <laughs> we're gonna get. We're gonna get Hannah a pen knife. Also, uh, Hannah, what's what's the state zip code? Oh, uh, it is nine. My state zip code is um nine two five zero seven. Nine two five. We're gonna go nine two five. Okay, so we're gonna go area code nine two five. Fran, okay. You give three. I'll give oh, two. Shit. You give two. You meant area code. Yeah. What did I say? I, you said zip. I said zip code. Yeah. I was like, I was wondering why she gave me like five numbers. I was like, that's we'll just use zip. the first area guy. code. So I don't work at the post office. Uh, <laughs> area code. The area code is what? <laughs> It's 805. 805. Okay, so we're going to go 805. So, okay, so now we got, what is it? Wait, what are we doing? We're going to make, make up a number for her to use. Oh, okay. So 805, Fran, you go three. Right now, three numbers. Uh, 258. 805, 258, 67. Is it 25? Oh, uh, uh, 1437. That's seven. it. What are you doing? That's, oh, what? what are you doing? That's no. 258671. Oh, okay. Not, what is it? So, so. <laughs> Two five eight six seven one six seven one four, and yeah. then the, put the area code in front of that, not zip. Put the area code in front of that, and then we're gonna we're gonna send you out a pen knife. And then if anybody yeah. asks for your number going forward, Six. you pull the you pull the pen out. And if they're just sad and you feel bad, you write it down. Write down the fake number. Yeah. yeah. But if it's danger, you pull the you, you pull the cord on that, and you yeah. get to work. Are you still friends with this uh the person that loses their keys all the time? Not really. Okay, it's, it's for the best. I thought no. maybe we had to send her a gift, like yeah, you know, like some type best. of. Uh, We're gonna get her one of those, uh, one of those, uh, those little squares, the square thing where you could put on stuff and tra- and tracks. <laughs> yeah, it. you always find your keys. Yeah, no, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't a person because, like, what if there was real imminent danger? You're out in the woods. There's a serial killer, and she goes, "Oh shit." The escape vehicle. I locked the keys in the car. These are not people that you need to like. Yeah. Yeah. Corolla. Yeah. Not reliable. Yeah. No. They, they, not reliable I, at all. I, yeah. I don't recommend. One star to your friend. Um, Hannah. Yeah. Hannah, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. This was this was this was a, f- a f- more fun call. Yeah. Obviously, this the severity is real, and and we got the message, and I hope people got the message. But this is a this was a really more on the lighter side and, and and so we're thankful for that we appreciate you oh yeah yeah and i i just want to say i'm like i just love you both i think you guys are hysterical and you've helped me get through the pandemic and oh, get you. through grad school and i am super super grateful for both of you thank oh, you thank you so much that was uh, that was very kind thank yeah. you so much that was that yeah was, that was very of sweet. course well hannah well, one oh, more oh, thing oh please go ahead just as an added thing um, if you quote me, uh, I, I do use they, them pronouns sure. instead of she, her, yes. uh, just as a, just as an added little bit of info, but that's it. Okay. Well, we will make sure we do that. And thank you so much. We appreciate you taking the time out. Oh my God. I'm so honored you guys called oh, and, uh, it. I hope, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing night. Thank you so thank much, you. Anna. Same to you. Don't give your number out to any weirdos, but if you do remember it's nine, five, eight. Uh, uh, six seven one four, and then whatever the you area code. You already fucked it up. Nine no, five eight. Is that the area code? <laughs> no. It's two five eight eight oh five two five eight six one four seven six seven one four. I know that part. Six seven one four. 
fuck. All right. Yeah. So we're both. We you all messed it up. Slipping. Listen, Hannah, take some of those numbers yeah, we, we just said. Up. Take right. some of those no, numbers we, we just all said. didn't. I, I didn't mess up. You guys. Oh, this guy never wants to take credit for it. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, Frank. You're right. <laughs> He's the only guy that doesn't. Right. He didn't do anything wrong. It's, 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 <laughs> Fran's fine once again. <laughs> Hannah, I'm gonna get you out of here. He's gonna. Like, he's getting in one of these moods. I can tell already. Um, don't give out your real number to anybody anymore. No, never. Nope. Never again. <laughs> All right, Hannah. Have a good night. All right. Yeah. You guys yeah. have a great one. You, you too. too. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah, man. I do have a question for you. Oh, uh, yeah, please. What is the... the uh, what is... All the stories we've heard so far. Uh-huh. What is the common denominator that you've picked up between all these stories that we've heard? Oh, so many. Well, f- um, uh, ego, uh, fear... Um, the the Wolverine key thing has come up a lot. Yeah, to me, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. It sounds like a I'm picking up on a lot of like fictional type of scenarios that guys see. Yeah, and go, oh, that worked. That's toxic masculinity. All try. of it. Yeah, it's all. It's all of it is. Oh, let me try this. This line. That I saw in a movie. Let me try to grab. I saw in a movie the guy grabbed her arm and spun her around. Let me. That's yeah. a good way to approach her. It's all these mythical things that we've been taught as men to like. This is how you have sex with women, and that's the ultimate goal at the end of the day. Is how many women can you have sex with? So when I see a woman, I'm not trying to get to know her. I'm not trying to talk to her on a real genuine level. I don't even really want to. This is just a formality that I have to get through. Is talking to her, learning her name. Yeah. How do I get through this the quickest? Fast forward that, yeah. To get Speed to what up. I want. So that is toxic masculinity presenting in us. And so that's why people say toxic masculinity doesn't just affect women. It affects men and it affects their psyche. It makes them shitty people and they don't even realize it. Like, uh, I think Lauren was the person that said it when she goes, oh, the nice guys finish last. But really, if you say that, you probably aren't a nice guy. But you've been so twisted in your own brain that you think you, you, you hate women so much that you go, oh, they don't like me because I'm not Bradley Cooper. And you you self-deprecate and then it turns into hate towards women because really, in reality, maybe you're just approaching them in a shitty way. I was about to say, or they approach, they think they're the night, they're being a nice they guy. They think, that they, or yeah, they are approaching you with the with the intention of you right. thinking they're a nice right. guy instead of just being a nice guy. They're yeah. like, let me come at them, let me come at them how a nice guy a would do A simple hello, yeah. hi. If they reject you, leave them alone. That's it. You shouldn't be... Like, like you brought it up, we've been in wear them down. We've That's been in such a toxic thing right. to say. We've yeah. been in situations where we had, we was hanging out. I'm not gonna call him a friend. We've been, we we've hung with somebody, and certainly they, not my friend. <laughs> Damn sure, <ain't> my friend. <laughs> Proceed. We're not gonna fight about that. Yeah. He's not my. He's not. He's more not my friend than yours. We can have this fight all night. <laughs> okay. So you. Yeah, yeah. So we've been in a situation where the person we was hanging with, you know, couldn't take rejection, mm-hmm. and you know, just lashed out and. You know, verbally, you know, attacking, you know, women just because they didn't want to talk to him. It's like, it's just like, man. Well, because that guy is a victim of toxic masculinity and a woman saying no to him is an indictment on him as a man. You're calling him ugly. You're calling him, you're saying he doesn't get girls. It's all these things go through those types of dudes mind. And that's why it immediately spins into anger because it's like, whoa, what do you, do you not see these shoes? Yeah. Bitch. You know, all that type of shit. So I keep far away from dudes like that, but um, yeah, man, this is this has been this has been really enlightening, and we we have a few more. So, okay, let's third time's the charm, Fran. We've hit we've we've hit we've ran into some uh, technical difficulties for the last couple of attempts, but.
Whoop. And the kid did it again. Hmm. Is it something I'm doing? Oh, okay, here we go. Oh, oh, oh my God, I'm nervous. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, it's working. Oh God, please. What's your name, Laura. Hello. Hello, is this Laura? Yes, speaking. Oh, thank, thank God. God. Oh my God. Hi, Laura. Uh, this is Fran and Alvin from Affirmative Murder. Uh, how are you doing? Up. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. We've ran into some Great. technical difficulties the last couple of attempts, and uh, we we thought that you were going to be third strike, but you're not because you're on the phone. Hi. Yay. Hi, Laura. Um, uh, you saw the message. You 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 get what we're trying to do here. But before we do that, let's 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 yeah. I, let's ice break. Where where are we calling you from, Laura? Where where are you currently in the world? What's going on? How are you doing? Uh, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Oh, Canada. Yeah, cool. Nice. Is it <laughs> freezing cold already there, huh? Actually, uh, scarily, no. Makes oh. me really concerned about climate change. <laughs> fun. That's another fun conversation. <laughs> yeah, because normally it should be snowing by now. We yeah. normally get snow by Halloween. Jeez. Well, Laura, yeah. um, like I said, um, you saw the post. What we're here to do is, you know, we're two dudes um, walking around through life, not a care in the world. We don't really understand what it's like to be a person who is walking around in the world with their antennas up and being alert and being aware and all of those things. So what we're here to do on this episode is to stop, collaborate, and listen to our listeners who, you know, support us. <laughs> so, you know, that was an ice, that was an iced tea lyric. It's from, it's from Ice Ice Baby. No big deal. Um, ice tea. So, I mean, um, Vanilla Ice. He's in the Ice family. Sorry. Uh, not Ice Tea, Vanilla Ice. Another Ice rapper. Vanilla Ice. Um, it's one of his poetic lines. Yeah. So uh, we would love to, you know, shut the hell up and, you know, listen to you. Tell us what your experience in this life has been under the patriarchy. Oh, God. Under the patriarchy. Well, I think I should start at the beginning because once upon a time, I, too, lived carefree. Um, mm. and didn't know that I needed to be scared. That's deep. And, That's deep. That's deep. Uh, the <laughs> and the first time it happened to me, I was I was just fourteen. Um, oh, I didn't think this was going to be so hard to talk about. Um, get, hey, listen, if, it, if, if there's anything, if there's anything that's too difficult to talk to talk about, please don't feel obligated yeah. to do so. I'm not here to make anybody feel. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, I just, okay. Um, like these, these aren't even deep stories. Like I, I know I, people have gone through much, much worse, but it's hard to think that I was just 14 because I'm 27 now. And it's like, Oh, I was a baby, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, I was getting on the bus to go home and uh, it's public transit and lots of people from my school took that bus, but also lots of people from the nearby high school took that bus and, my sister was in that high school and I knew lots of her friends. So there's a big crowd of people all pushing to get on the bus and somebody grabbed my butt like hard. Oh, wow. And I, my first thought was, Oh, it must be one of my sister's friends, you know, saying like trying to spook me, you know? Yeah. So I turned around laughing to say hi. And it's nobody that I know. There's oh, wow. two men, one guy who looked creepy as hell, but maybe was like 18 and one who was like 50 Oh. And I didn't know who had grabbed my butt and I didn't know what to do. Like I'd never been in a situation. I'd never been trained. I just shut down immediately. Like I just went back inside myself. Yeah. And like a minute later I told my friend, like somebody grabbed my butt and she was like, Oh, was that your first time? 
And so she played it super cool and it made me feel like I was overreacting. Oh. Jeez. So like, yeah. and, and something that I've realized now is like, I get a lot less cat calls as an, as an adult woman. And I think it's, I think they know, you know, that when you're young, you're not going to defend yourself because if someone did that to me now, I turn around and be like, who the fuck grabbed my ass, you yeah. know? And like make a big scene and make them feel bad about themselves. But I was a child, so I didn't know. And I, because <laughs> that's that's really deep and and we haven't had any stories um from this this age tonight but i'm sure that you know every woman listening um can relate to what you're saying which is from what i'm understanding is like up until that point i'm sure you, you know you had crushes and boys had crushes on you but this was like the the first time that you had been uh, sexually accosted and and had to come to grips with the idea that like there's this there are these societal fucked up things that are happening in the world yeah that people will do that to you yeah yeah wow and that there's no real recourse for it and like now now definitely there's a culture shift where you're encouraged to stand up like and I think any friend of mine and even any girl nowadays like I have a younger cousin who's way more empowered than I ever was back then. And like, they would not allow each other to play cool. Like if one of them was picked out, the other one would be like, who did that? You know? Yeah. And stand up for them. But, um, not, not then. And I'm sure there's people now who are still too scared to share. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, you're talking about 18 and 50, a 50 year old man, you turn around and you don't even know which one of them did it. And you're 14 years old. I mean, yeah. Where, 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 even before, you know, this is prior to the time that we're living in now of empowerment, but like, where do you muster up the courage? I once had a, you know, when we were younger, I remember like a 50 year old dude told me to pull my pants up one time. And you just do it. You're like, <laughs> instead of being like, who yeah, do yeah. you think that you, how dare you? You just go like, you know, this is yeah, an yeah. older person and you yeah. just listen to their words is instead of being like, fuck, fuck you. Or, Absolutely. you know, something that somebody, you know, in this generation might, might be more inclined to do. So I fully understand, like you turn yeah. around and there's one, a creep and two, a really older dude. So it's like, what do you, mm-hmm. how do you, even if you had the feeling that you wanted to defend yourself, I, I understand you recoiling in because it's like, you know, you didn't know what to do. So, you know, none of that was your yeah. fault, obviously. And I'm sure you know that. I hope you know that. And um, that sucks that yeah, that happened to you. I'm really sorry. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is a culture thing because like it used to be when... I would wear short shorts. My mom would be like, don't go out like that. They're going to grab your ass. But I was just wearing like full jeans. I was coming home from junior high, you know? Yeah. So that was one thing that I always remembered. I was like, no one has ever grabbed my ass in short shorts. The only time that I've been accosted was when I was wearing perfectly modest clothes. And it has absolutely nothing to do with what you're wearing and everything to do with opportunity and creep. Absolutely. And and I think that what you just said is incredibly important. It gets beaten to death, obviously, of... You hear these terrible stories yeah. <laughs> and what, what were you wearing and, you know, what did you do and whatever. It's like, I was wearing Hollister jeans and I was on the bus. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't doing any. I was I was 14. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't attracting negative attention. Yeah. It's not the person's fault yeah. who yeah. gets assaulted, you know. Yeah. So um, I think that with that last part you said is incredibly important to really just drive home. Like you even the warnings that you were given didn't even help because that wasn't the situation where this happened to you. Yeah. You weren't wearing the short shorts. 
um, no. yeah. So Laura, the, uh, the question that we've been asking people after they tell their, you know, share their stories is, um, like, um, going forward from this, at, you know, at 14 years old, this happens to you. What changed, what changed in you from that point on that maybe still sticks with you today? Like how, how did that situation like change the way you approach life? Or if you, if, you know, strangers reach their hand out, but they're just reaching for an apple, maybe you pull back or is there any lingering effects from that experience? Um, not from that one. Do you have like a minute for me to tell you? I have as many minutes as you need. So please, if you have another story, please go for it. Well, the first time I went out to the club because, uh, legal age is 18 here. Um, yeah, I was so excited because like I love music and I was such an amazing atmosphere to like be out there partying with my friends and an adult. Really, really exciting. So I'm just walking around the club looking at everything in amazement. Like, what year was this it? This is so cool. Oh, God, what year was it? Oh, 2012. Oh, so maybe like some Avicis happening. Some, some, okay, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. To get, okay, for I'm trying sure. to get there. I'm trying to get there. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so you're just getting uh, that blown away. Lights, the colored lights. Yeah, just, okay. oh, my God. The beat, we're dancing. It's amazing. I get to drink. It's really cool. And, like, I so I'm smiling at everyone around me, and I'm just walking around looking for my friends, and I smile at this random dude because I'm excited to be there. Yeah. And he, instead of smiling back, he snatched me. He, like, grabbed my arm really hard and pulled me back oh. because I guess he saw my um, smile as, like, an invitation. To what? And so... I don't know, <laughs> but he, he definitely reacted in not the way that I was expecting. Like, I'm just smiling, yeah. like I'm happy to be here and I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that everyone's here and we're all having a great time. Oh, that's so, that's so, that's so, that's so, that was, uh, it breaks my heart because it's so, I can hear the like excitement and adorableness of like, yeah, you're, you're here to dance too and have a good, oh, look at where we are. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Keep going. And like, it was so, no, it was just so scary the way he grabbed me and I just pulled away immediately. I was like, no. And then he looked angry and I just ran away. But like, from then on, I, I just stopped smiling at strangers. They don't. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, that's, man, you're dropping gems, Laura, because that's another one. Uh, the, hey, hey, beautiful smile. Why yeah, you that, should smile. Why, you yeah. should smile more. It's like fuck off, yeah. You know, yeah. So no, I did, the I last did time I smiled, yeah. a dude thought it meant grab, snatch me. Yeah. So uh, yeah. wow, yeah, no, that's incredibly deep because you know you, me and Fran, uh, in between the last call that we had, we were having a discussion about dudes kind of playing out these scenarios in their mind that they've seen in movies and commercials or whatever, and yeah, that that's a, that, that might be a line that they've heard where it's hey smile or. Grab, grab them up and t- show them a assertive, yeah. assertive. They're all just trying to act out things. It's toxic Absolutely. masculinity. It's it's toxic masculinity affecting men as well, where they're like, "This is what I saw Denzel Washington yes, do." Yes, yes. So this is mm-hmm. how women will respond positively to it if I do it. And and that's why things like he saw it as some kind of invitation. Like, oh, she smiled at me. That yeah. means do I the, should do make the move. move. And but the that worst is move. that is yeah. not a move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He viciously grab her arm. That's that's really yeah. terrifying, and that sucks. The idea that it affected your outlook on the world, and like, um, let me not just give out smiles 
to any old body yeah. because I don't want them to think it's an invitation to anything. And uh, yeah. that really sucks because like, who, why can't, why can't you be a happy person? Well, that's not fair. Right. I'm a very have, happy person. I have, rest, <laughs> I have resting bitch face. So I don't really have to worry about like men tell me to like men tell me to smile. Yeah. And I grab my purse up and I go, get out of my face. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I mean, people tell me you to smile. Your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so, you know, people tell me that, that as well, but it, the implication is not that somebody's going to, grab me up if i did if i did smile more they're just like you look intimidating <laughs> you you look like you might grab a woman's arm yeah. so please put smile. something friendly yeah. on your face so you don't look menacing yeah yeah, yeah. um so um Fair enough. The, that is a wow that's a tale as old as time the you know the smile thing and your origin yeah. story is the you know when i did do that it ruined my at, at the at the very lightest end of it 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 kind of dampened my first club experience yeah but it yeah, could, it could it have really been worse, did. thankfully. It could have been worse, and thankfully, if it it wasn't. But still, yeah, like, you should have been able to go and you know dance to LMFAO or you know whatever was out at the oh time. Definitely, LMFAO was mm-hmm. definitely a party rock anthem. Was I remember? Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And you have every right to go to the club yeah. and smile and dance to that song. And I'm sorry that that happened. No, oh, thank you. Well, that Laura, is unfortunate oh, life of a woman. Yeah, yeah, we're learning that tonight more than ever. Yeah. Um, Thank you so mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing that. We appreciate you taking time to to uh to Yeah, to, uh, to, before I go, I was listening to your episode from Monday and um Fran What'd you it, do? What'd he do? Smell and taste are totally separate. Thank you. Like you, you were trying to get you were trying to gaslight Fran into saying oh, that wait, oh, you oh, can't oh, smell oh, oh, you oh, can't taste. You. Oh, yeah, oh, let, oh, let her speak. Oh, Laura, let I her speak. That, I think that it's time for, let I her think speak. I think we have to go. I think no, the we connection's don't. breaking. Can you up. finish what you were saying, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm a biochemist. So um oh, God, mm, there's receptors in mm. your nose and there's receptors in your tongue mm. and they are separate. So when you have both, it enhances it, but when you only have one, which the COVID does interfere with the receptors and that's why you don't smell your taste. Interesting. But like you can't, you can taste, you just can't taste as well. Yes. Yeah. See, Laura, that's the problem here. I think no, that's no, 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 no. Let me. No, I, no, 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 no. Let Laura speak, no, and I let no, you speak. No, I let Laura speak, and I let you speak. No, let okay. me speak first. Go ahead and speak. Go Whatever ahead. you about to say, uh-huh. don't have. It's about to be irrelevant. <laughs> no, it's no, it relevant. What you said. No, you it's said, relevant. You kept up. You sat up here and said when I told you I couldn't, I could taste but not smell. No, man, you can't have both. You can't do like no. That's what you said. No, but I'm kind of wrong. I'm kind of right, and I'm and I'm and I'm wrong. No, no, say you're wrong. Let me speak my piece, Laura. I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak my piece to a biochemist. I'm not listening. And Laura, I think that the crossroads that we have here with Fran and I, and with you in a sense, but we're on the same page because I'm kind of right, and I'll explain why. See, Laura, my (laughs) palate is just so refined, and um, there's so many notes. There's so many notes and symphonies Mm -hmm. in food, Mm -hmm. in in the culinary arts, if you will. That um, when I taste food, I taste the layers. And if there's any layer missing, then it's almost as if I can't taste the meal. You You are full of shit, (laughs) You know, it's like if I can't taste the richness of the chocolate, is it really chocolate that I'm tasting? So I think that when when Fran tells me he can still taste caramel or whatever kind of... You know, simple drink oh, he now, got from Dunkin' Donuts. I'm a peasant. I'm a peasant. No, huh? I'm just saying, oh, whatever whatever kind of drink he got from <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, which is a great establishment, whatever kind of drink he got from Dunkin' Donuts, I'm sure he could taste that it was sweet and that there's sugar, but could he taste 
you know what level that that caramel was burnt at. Yeah. I don't know that he can, uh, and that's my point. And that's what your point was as well, Laura, when you no. said that. And that's why I'm also kind of right because there's <laughs> it's layers to it. I think I think we have to go now because you're being bougie. Uh, no, being no, no, bougie. no. I'm just saying, Laura, we're uh, we're both right, no, right, Laura. Wrong. I mean, like Fran tasted food, but he didn't he didn't taste all of the food. You were wrong. Is that what you said? Is that not okay. what you said? I just want to hear it's Laura. Okay. I just want to hear Laura confirm or deny. Your, your sense of smell can enhance it, but like I haven't had a sense of smell my entire life, and I can taste food. Hmm. Wish we had more time for that. That's an interesting with birth. Or, <laughs> <laughs> just threw that out there casually. Wish we had more time for that, but I'm right. Okay. <laughs> <bye-bye>. <laughs> well, listen. I know. Listen. Okay. Uh, listen. I've been schooled, and you know something. Hey, look. I was wrong, and I and I can I can. I can say that fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. I was wrong, but I was also kind of right. So Laura, no. thank you so much. Um, no, and it, yeah, no, it was with 50, 50, uh, Laura been a blessing. You stay safe out there in Calgary. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Thank you. And thank you for, you know, coming on my podcast and embarrassing me like that. That was so cool of you. Um, you yeah. <laughs> thank you for reaching out it's a really important thing to do yes absolutely thank you so much laura listen have a good time have a good night and we'll talk to you soon okay bye all right well we'll be deleting all of that we uh laura that man we've been hearing Wait, what we're not deleting anything yeah the, the, end, the end part we'll no we're it. not that you were wrong you were wrong. You can say that it, it, it it's more complicated. You than said that. that the people heard no, 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 it. The no, no, people no, no. heard it's more no, complicated no, no, than I was no, wrong. No, no, no. We have. Wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we, have, we have serious things no, to talk about. No, we you were, no, you were wrong. We talked on the phone in our private matter. You were wrong because you said on the phone when I talked to you and I called you when I reached out to you as my best friend and was like, "Hey, man, look, I'm I don't feel good. I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> smell." And you don't think, "Hey, nah, man, that doesn't make any sense. You're crazy. You called me crazy in a vulnerable position that I was in at the time." Oh, are you accusing me? Did I gaslight you? Did I, I gaslight I, you? I, I oh. called you. I called you because I was feeling well. I was like, "Let me call my best friend. You know, just get some input." You sat there and tried to embarrass me embarrass me on the phone when i was vulnerable i didn't feel good couldn't smell and you sat there and said hey man no you're wrong you're not sick i didn't you're say not, that you're not sick. i didn't say you that can't do both. i didn't say that i didn't say you weren't sick that's okay i forgive you oh, oh oh thanks man thank you for forgiving me i appreciate that wow definitely deleting all of that part about the biochemist stuff uh, but uh, on a serious note yeah. friend on a serious note i was wrong that's fine yeah. on a serious note Laura's the the second person. I'm sure there's been those gems in every one of the calls that we've had. Absolutely. But the the origins of hey, smile. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like these things that men come to you and say, "Hey, why don't you do this?" or "Why don't you do that?" And it's like we're hearing firsthand accounts of like this is literally it's not just like i'm just i just have a mean sour face and i'm mean to men i don't i don't like men it's like no the last time i smiled in a a public setting i was assaulted yeah so she was a child bro yeah that's what that's what really angered me yeah 14 years old on a public bus and some dude just grabbed her ass and then like a coward didn't like unknown caller i think we're getting called back are we? Whoa, this is a twist. Hold so on, I'm scared. Up. Yeah, I'm going to pick up. That was a cool. Oh, wait, that's a voicemail. I don't... Hello? Hello? Oh, God. Oh, oh. my God. Hello? Yes? Yes. Who, yeah, who's, who am I speaking with? 
This is Kamisha. This is Kamisha. Oh. oh my God, Kamisha. We've been yes. calling people. You're the first person to call us back. We were very scared. It was terrifying. Oh my God. I thought you were a bill collector. Kamisha, what's going on, <laughs> oh, girl? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Nothing much. I'm sorry. My phone went to um it put y'all to Sam. It's just spammers calling, so I'm oh, so sorry. We were dirty. we were warned about this. We 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 were having some technical difficulties. We tried to yeah. call you as well as somebody else and just sent a straight to voicemail. I was like, I guess Kamisha lied. But then Kamisha <laughs> came back through, called us on the phone. She's on the line. What is going on? Um, not as much. I'm waiting on y'all call. I was looking through um some stuff online, chilling. Y'all so sound excited and i'm excited to talk to y'all yes absolutely i mean uh you saw the post and you reached out and and you know so you know we're here Mm -hmm. just trying to as two dudes who have the privilege you know even though we all have our own struggles but we do have you know male privilege and we get to walk around through life and i've never in my life i think some people would describe my halloween costume as a sexy one you know i was definitely a sexy (laughs) it was a sexy (laughs) halloween costume i disagree but Continue. Well, you know, you know, to each his own, to each his own they say, okay. you know. But hey, somebody liked it. Somebody somebody liked it. Okay. So you can keep your comments hey, to yourself. Man, don't get so defensive. No, man. I'm just that's fine. It's whatever. So I would say that my I cost- think your costumes are very uh creative, Alvin. Okay, you well that's not the word to, I use, uh, but that's fine. Some people found them to be some I agree. people <laughs> That's not the word I use, Kamisha. Some people found them to be sexy, but I didn't have to worry about not you know, lo- looking over my shoulder gotcha. that night. It's gotcha. my point. It's yeah. my point. Sure. And that's that's a luxury that we have as <laughs> right. men, I would say. Right. Yeah. You know, so um what we wanted to do was just kind of hear stories from people who might who don't have that benefit and hear, you know, the origins of you know how far back that you know the first time you experienced this this divide in society because of you know women versus men or femme versus masculine or whatever so we wanted to the theme of this episode is stop collaborate and listen it's uh from vanilla ice's um, classic contemporary ballad ice ice baby and so we want to <laughs> stop talking and collaborate with people and listen to their stories. So we're going to shut the fuck up and we would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So I wasn't sure which story to, you know, share with you all. Which story, um, which means there's a, there's, so a, there's a few, huh? <laughs> That's the whole I mean, reason they we're doing can range, this. Right. So sometimes it's just a guy who do something that maybe he saw in a movie that would be kind of cute, but it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Like leave notes on your car and oh, you're geez. like, I don't know who you are kind of thing. Um, but, I've had like a, a pizza guy show up to my house and proposition me. Um, I'm which sorry. Is wild. And then, yeah, what I just said. <laughs> proposition you? I was in, how? Like, how bad do you want this pizza? Um, I wish it was. Um, so I remember when I was in college, I had ordered pizza. This is before like Uber Eats and all of that stuff. And I ordered pizza, and the guy shows up, gives me pizza. And he, I pay him, and he's like, hey, can I do this to you? I don't even want to repeat it. What? Um, oh and I was like, what? I was very confused and stunned, and I didn't think people would say things like that. Sir, I think um, you need to go finish your shift back at Domino's and have a nice <laughs> night, okay? No, That's really. Cr- and it's crazy. Yeah. And then I locked, you know, I locked the door. I go in, I eat. I'm like, That's such a bizarre thing. I've never had something like that happen. And he showed up at my house the next day. The pizza guy. Um, wow. The pizza guy showed up at my house the next day. So I just didn't want you to and think that this is how I there. always dress in this Domino's polo shirt. So I put on my <laughs> Ralph Lauren polo shirt to show you how I, you know, really dress 
outside of work. So I would love to. No, but really? What? Yeah. How do you just muster <laughs> up the, the confidence to say something crazy like that to somebody? Well, how do you, one, that's a two-part thing here for, with Kamisha. One, how do you muster up the courage to proposition somebody with that? We won't even ask, go further yeah. into what the proposition that's, was, but it was some kind of inappropriate proposition. That's <laughs> yeah. for one. And then two, the next day to go, you know something? I know where she lives. You know it would be cool if mm-hmm. I showed back up at her house? Instead of pizza, I'm going to have yeah. flowers. Like, That'll make it cool that I'm. But I, he you, have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, was all yeah. the present that you needed, no. Kamisha. What a weirdo! Wow, wow. Yeah, it was really bizarre, and and my roommate was there. My roommate happened to be um, a guy, and he opened the door and he just kind of chewed him out. He happened to be a gay guy, so he was very over the top with it, but it was hilarious. <laughs> um, the double back. That, man. that was the, the Domino's double back. Yeah, it, Wow. Yeah, it was it was weird, and I wasn't scared then. But now looking back at it, it was like, "Are you insane?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I did have one story that I wanted to mention, and this was in a like a medical setting, and I had been in a car accident, and I had like my grandma. She can't drive, but that's besides the point. Oh, been there. And been everybody there. in the car. Yes. <laughs> it this time it wasn't her fault, but like. Just a crash accident. Oh man, Kamisha! Um, before, before you jump into your story, just to relate, you know, we're homies. My grandmother once drove yeah. us to a, a Kmart, <laughs> and she was conservatively like I don't know, sixty-five. And I had a bunch of Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. I was counting. I was like, oh, bam, got a Bulbazar. Great pack. Got a great pack. She ran over the like curb median, <laughs> doing thirty. You no. know, the, like the, where you stop to let, no. to let you know, like this is how far you go in the spot. Yeah. The little that big bump. <laughs> that, but, yeah. She ran over those doing like thirty. Car, the car did a wheel. It was like jump. The car was on two wheels. Oh, yeah, did like a. It went up on the back wheels. The cards hit the ceiling. It was a trick. She was trying to show. Yeah, she 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 popped the wheelie on the car. First time it's ever happened in history. Popped the wheelie on the car. Cards go everywhere. They totaled the car on the spot. Never got my Pokemon cards back. She totaled in the parking spot. In the yes, that bump totaled the car. So they had to tow it, and we just never got the car back. So I never got my Pokemon cards back. They're worth thousands, millions of dollars now. Never got them. Damn. Anyway, Kamisha. Okay, maybe my grandma on that. <laughs> yeah, if your grandmother ever crashed in a parking lot, next level shit going on in my family, man. Uh, <laughs> yo, that's wild. So you're at the hospital. Oh, just car accident just happened. Yeah. Well, we weren't even at the hospital. We ended up going to just get like physical therapy because we just had oh. like some aches and pains, nothing too bad. So. That was the good part of it, but those are the I best because then you just get then you just get the you. then you just get the bag. Yeah, it's like oh, oh my bag. Yeah, I've been right. oh, no, come on. Oh, oh, sir, you an expert? I am a. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hey man, what you do a is throw your leg out and then throw your arm. A teehee. I've faked the death many a time in a car from a fender bender. Please, please believe me. Yes, sir. Sorry, Kamisha. We're, we're, it's been a long night. We're, we're silly. So, you're, so, you, so not in the hospital. You went to physical therapy. Yeah, it, we ended up going to physical therapy. Um, just like some lower back pain for me, and my mom had neck pain and stuff like that. And I needed to get. They would like recommend these massages on like your lower back, and then this electrical device that they would put on. Mm-hmm. And so the masseuse would come in, and he would give me a back massage. And, like, maybe, like, the third time he gave me a back massage, I felt like he was pulling my pants down, like, too oh. far. 
And I was like, maybe I'm, maybe something's wrong with me and thinking he's doing something wrong. Yeah. So he, he got like kind of rough once and I was like, what the hell? It's like, what's happening? So, you know, he's just going to my lower back and he'll do it and leave or whatever. He doesn't say anything creepy or anything like that. And then one day he does it again. And I promise you, this man is hard. Like I can feel his erection. Oh, stop it. No. And I was like, oh no, I wanted to die. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And, so, and for people, and course, for people, because you know, I just want to paint the picture. I mean, unless your picture is different than mine. And pe- for, for me, my experience as a physical therapy office, this isn't like going to a, you know, to get a shiatsu massage. These are people in polo shirts and khakis. Nope. There's medicine balls. Like yep. it's like a, it's like a, a sports medicine type of environment. There's no music yeah. while you're getting this massage and stuff, yeah. right? Like it's, it's there's, a professional. There's no music. Yeah. It's like sports. It's like sports no therapy music. almost. No dim yes. No dim lights, no sense. Were there, were there the sectional? Like were there the sectional? Because in mine, there was like those slidable sectional. In case there were multiple people there, it was like those like sectional curtains. You know, like that's how mine was anyway. I didn't, well, I didn't have like my own room. Well, I ended up having my own room. Oh, people geez. Kind of like rotating and out of, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like even creepier. But like the other section was a shared space that you would go for physical therapy, but for the massage was in the shared within the single room and I, yeah, this man was hard and I was like, Oh no. So I am like trying to reason in my brain, maybe this is a natural reaction to his job or something, whatever. And I'll cut this story short. Uh, short. He would like start to message me. Like he went through my file and found my oh, phone number and ew. started texting me and found me on uh, Facebook. This is before like all the, other social media, but Facebook was still quite popular at the time. And he like messaged me on Facebook and basically be trying to tell me how much I want him. Like it was just Oh, get the hell out of here. Trying really to reverse bizarre. psychology you. Yeah. That can't like, be legal. <laughs> no, there's nothing about yeah. this is legal. I'm talking about him like I all going through her file, going through file being, being hard. Going getting her number. I'm talking mm-hmm. about getting her like that. Yeah, no, that's incredibly illegal. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, and to think that at the very least, unethical, which is, can, which is a term in the, you can get terminated for that. It's, it's incredibly yeah. unethical. And exactly, which is what my thing was. And I, I was, you know, I was younger at the time, and I was kind of like, this is, this is a, this is a Hispanic man, and I'm like, this is a person of color. Like, I don't want to screw up his whole life by doing this. You're the second, Kamisha. You're the second person yeah. tonight to say right? we had. We spoke to a young lady who got she hit on a stranger's porch because somebody was stalking her on a bike. And she felt bad and didn't want to call the police because he was black and she's black. So yeah. she's like, I, you having yeah. to think about, you know, like, that's crazy that you even have to take yeah. that into consideration. I don't want to bring down a person of color. Or whatever. He was hard while he was giving you yeah. a message. He's trying to do while he's doing his job. Like, that's so fucking unprofessional yeah. and creepy and a bunch of other stuff. You know, it made me scared that he knew, like, where I live because, of course, he had my file, right? He could just pull up to my house. And you had the Domino's like experience that. Yeah, too, was, so you know you've already seen people do the show up the next time and whatever. <laughs> yes, the next time. <laughs> like, and by the way, that guy asked me if he could give me head, and I was like, "Yo, what I, world?" I assumed. I assumed that's. Uh, why I assumed that was the proposition. <laughs> I had. A, I had my. I had my inclinations that that was probably the proposition. Uh, I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> with a pizza box in his hand. Oh, yeah. Yes, crazy. Like this is something he does all the time. And yeah, you like, weren't the oh, first prop. Wow. That wasn't the first proposition. 
you weren't the first proposition of the night. You weren't the last either. I hope somebody called back and eventually and was like, this person asked to do this. Can you yeah. fire him, please? And it's like, oh, <laughs> sorry, that's Kevin Domino. We can't fire him. He, he his family, his family okay. owns the. He's a legacy. He just, he just likes delivering. He just really likes delivering pizza. He doesn't even. We don't even pay him. He just likes the thrill. He's he, he, oh, he's damn. owns ten percent of the company. Wow, no. uh, that is. I mean, yeah, it, it, and these are none of, none, none of the things that I ever like report. It was just like, please leave me alone. Wait, um, so you never even and, pursued the the physical therapist that you never t- contacted a supervisor or anything anything like that. Or? No, I told him if he didn't stop that I would, and I ended up, I think I blocked him on my cell phone, and he stopped messaging me um, on, like, social media, but, and I stopped going to physical therapy. I didn't. And I looked him up, you know, and he's still uh, a massage therapist. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. definitely Which, continued know. to make women uncomfortable probably. at his job, and, oh, man, yeah. Jesus. If that happened to me now, I probably would be, I would be all up in the office complaining. But yeah. I don't know. It's something about when that happens when you're a little bit younger, you're like, oh, I don't want to bother anyone uh, kind of thing. Yeah. That really sucks. The question, Kamisha, that we've been asking people is after an experience like that and the Domino's experience, I know we laugh or whatever, but, you know, I'm sure that came with its own sets so of mm-hmm. like, you know, discomfort and trauma and all those things. But right. the, the massage therapy uh situation uh, d- did anything stick with you from that like ha- ha- going forward from that situation did it change your outlook on life your approach on life do you like not get massages anymore like like did it did it leave an, an effect on you that situation um i think with like male providers i do have some level of discomfort unless they can demonstrate to me that I can trust them, right? It's not like an inherent sense. Like if I go in and my doctor's male, I'm like, oh, man. Um, I do have some reservations. But I think in general, I mean, women learn some set of rules about how to navigate the world that you just, you, you just I don't know, you just kind of grow up and that's the way you do things. Like I don't go get gas after a certain time at night mm. or I don't carry a purse because I don't want to dig around in my bag, especially in the evenings and stuff like that. So there's certain things that safety-wise that I do think about um, all the time. And those those within the medical settings or like the paper delivery guy, now there are certain checks and balances, I think, in place that I find protective, but other things, they aren't. So you just kind of have to create a you know, new set of rules that you have to navigate the world with. And Kamisha, one last thing before uh, we let you get back to online shopping with she was, what, she was googling <laughs> let you get back to to your Googs. um uh if it, for any uh men out there listening because we we've had we've had several discussions and you know we've had discussions about women being roofied and all these things right and there's nothing you can do about that like that's an intentional act that's a sick person that's that person is a terrible person but we've also had discussions about men who just wanted to not just wanted to. They wanted to get your attention. They wanted to talk to you. They wanted to whatever. So their in their brain, it was grab her arm, grab her waist, whatever. For advice mm-hmm. for men out there, how? What's just a simple way to just approach a woman? And then if they say no, that's it. Obviously, that's done. But that initial approach, as opposed to grabbing, touching, any of those things, what is just a simple way 
to have a conversation with a human being, which I, which I don't, I didn't think I needed to say, but apparently you do. So I would love to hear from, you know, a woman who's experienced these things. What's, what's the way that it should be done that is not, nobody's traumatized, nobody's left uncomfortable, any of those things? Hmm. Oh, man. That's such an interesting question. I, I just say talk to them like they're an actual person, right? Not yeah. an object. Yes. Um, and if you compliment, don't compliment with like a weird, creepy face. Yeah. <laughs> Just say you look beautiful or, um, you know, I don't want to bother you, but can I just talk to you for a minute? Yeah. Um, that's my, that's my bag. I don't want to bother you bag. I don't want to bother you bag has been fruitful for me in my life because I don't want to bother anybody hard. ever. I don't ever want to bother anybody. Yeah. But I, hey, I don't want to bother you. But hey, if you're interested in this conversation, here, throw it out. And if they say no, you have a nice day. That's as simple as that, you know? Man. Yeah. But you know, Alvin, you're like different sometimes because, you know, I try to be polite because I'm afraid um, at the end of the day that someone will react in a very violent way. Um, But some guys are are very good at that. You say no, and they're like, okay, well, the compliment still remains. Yeah. And that's it. I take my compliment back then since you don't give me your number. (laughs) I take it. Give me it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's nuts. That's insane. That's That's always wild. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're ugly since I, since you said no, (laughs) I didn't want to talk to you anyway, even though I did. What? Sounds sound a little yeah. stupid. I mean, I think it's tough, and also don't pop out, um, you know, around the corner or at nighttime. Don't be creepy. Don't do that. Don't follow her uh, around the store. Don't follow. I get, it's better to say what not to do than what to do. Right? There's just like, don't be a creeper. Don't ride around in the parking lot while she's walking. Don't pull up um, outside, whatever, and don't follow her in the store. Like that's creepy. Um, but people really don't know that they're being creepy, which is wild to me. So. That's the that's the scary part. Yeah, speaking on that, that that makes me uncomfortable as well. Like I've been in a store where, you know, there's a woman in the store also, but uh-huh. you guys just happen to go in the same. And I go, okay, I'ma just. Oh, I make I'm gonna, it. Oh, I make it clear. That's and and I don't know. I because think that, that's just, that makes me. I'm not even worried. I don't about, want you to think. Exactly. I don't want you to think exactly. I'm being creepy. Right. So I make it. I make it. I like walk right. by and do like a joke. Like man, we keep bumping into each other. Anyway, have a nice day. And I, like I, I make it. I bring it to the attention. I like call it out mm. myself. Okay. That's my own little technique because I I don't want any woman to ever feel uncomfortable. Right. Exactly. You know, I always make sure I'm not walking too close behind a woman. If right. you know, sometimes people walk slow. So I'll do the like speed up draft. Yeah. I'll yeah. draft them like NASCAR. I draft him a bit before I mm-hmm. swing like around yeah, and yeah, cut yeah, around. But in that moment of the draft, because you want to make sure the, you know, there's rules in the street. People walking on this side of the street are going the opposite way. Right. So you want to make sure there's nobody. When I go to make my cut around, there's nobody there. Right. So I might be drafting somebody for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And I don't want them to think that, th- that I'm stalking them. Right. So I try to get it done as quick as possible. Right. And I'm just always trying to be aware and conscious of those things. But it's crazy to think that, like, some people aren't. And some dudes are like, yeah, I'm going to show back up. Yeah. Like, that dude from Domino's left your house and was like, she played hard to get. But what I'm going to do tomorrow, Roger, because I'm assuming, like, that's his man, like, his shift manager was like, how'd the delivery go? He goes, I tried to do the old, uh, can I offer you a tip? Myself, I give you a tip as the pizza man. Oh, you know he has a term for yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I tried. I tried to do the old tip trick. She didn't go for it, but I'm gonna go back tomorrow. And nobody said like, "Hey, man, don't, <laughs> don't do that." Do that. Right. Don't, why would you do that? That'd be weird. Yeah, nobody said that to him, and he showed up, and he was wearing culottes. He was wearing the yeah. shorts that go all the way down to your ankles. I could see him. 
Just change his <laughs> no. wardrobe. Yeah, I can see. I'm gonna throw him some cologne this time. Yeah, so that's what it was. I'm gonna yeah. get some suave. A kiss, a, a spitz, spitz each each neck part, and then I'm gonna go back to her yeah. apartment because I memorized her address like a weirdo. Yeah, and then she'll back up. So yeah, I mean, Kamisha, you know, we can give all the tips that we want, and that's why we wanted to do this. But you know, at the end of the day, I guess you know the real weirdos are gonna continue to be the weird, the real yeah. weirdos. But if we can spread awareness to change that person who is doing something borderline. Like following a girl into yeah. a store or any of those. If, if this can help in any kind of way, that's all we wanted to do. So we thank you for giving us your time and calling us back for one. That really yeah. startled us. Okay. I just got out of a lot of a, an extreme level of debt. And so I still like it's, it feels weird for my phone not to be ringing by bill collectors. So it, it, it's still it's triggering. So you startled us, but it worked out very well. Oh, man. Well, thank you all for doing this, for using your platform for this. Absolutely. Kam- That's pretty dope. Kamisha, you know you're the homie. You know, we'll be in touch. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for calling us back. Have a good one. All right. No problem. Take right. care. Good night. Yeah, man. So it's just, you know, hearing the stories and then also just remembering, um, you know, you know, now living with another female, you kind of pick up some stuff, right? Yeah. So you go... Like, you know, when me and Steph first moved into it, you know, with each other and it's like, when you do order food, it's like, it was her going, go, can you get the door? And I go, for what? Go get it. I'm, yeah. I'm doing something. It's like, no, just go. And it's like, all right. But then after a while you learn, as you learn some stuff was like, you know, you know, they may not have something, a shirt on, just whatever they have on yeah. just, they can't, they don't want to go to it the It might order. be indecent. They don't want right. to be, or not indecent. They can dress however they want, but right. like it might be seen exactly. sexually by the exactly. person. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just again, like this, like, I mean, know, that's crazy. For me, that's crazy. A delivery guy, like, oh, a woman, this, this, this attractive woman lives here. I'm going to come back. I'm going to remember the address and come back. Or like, I'm going to, that's hit. crazy. And listen, we're not here to shame. That's crazy. I'm not here to shame delivery people. But the idea that you're a delivery person on the job, and at the time, she said this was pre-Uber, pre-Grubhub uh, and all that stuff. So this was a, Uber, uh, a Domino's, uh, Papa John's, whatever, yeah. employee in work clothes yeah. was like, let me also hit on her yeah. in the pizza boy costume. Using That's a, confidence. You're using your and job. Sick, you're man. using your job for like some advantages, some advantages you shouldn't be using. Absolutely. Before. Should it's be a, extreme misuse of back. That's don't crazy. ever come back. Don't use her phone number because like she called the place to make the order. None of those things should be happening, creepy, bro. And 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 you know, women out there listening to this because we have you know we might we have listeners who might be 16, 17, 18 yeah. years old. Report these people. Yeah. Don't and feel was, discomfort yeah. and don't want to get people in. Tr- Fuck that. And I'm sure more people are doing it now with with text being like the the big thing. Yeah. It's, it's it's so much easier than for somebody to go text like I'm gonna just see where this goes. Yeah. On the, Call somebody. Yeah. And then they just like, just text is like, just don't, don't be doing that. Just, it's cr- that's crazy, man. All of that was crazy. A physical therapist's office and you get like rubbed up. That's wild, man. All right. We're going to do one last call. This was really uh, eye opening, yeah. I would say. And I'm so thankful to all the, all the people who have called in and, or, you know, we called them, but then in Kamisha's case, <laughs> she called us and I'm so thankful. And we're going to do one last call. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello, is this Angela? Yes. Oh, Angela, hi. This is Alvin and Fran from uh, Affirmative Murder. 
Yeah, how's it going? It's good. Um, we tried to call you a, a, a while back, and, and we couldn't get through. But we we have one. We were doing. We were like, let's try one last time because you're the last call. Oh wow! And I'm so happy, so excited because the hello was that was that hello was so professional and it almost sounded automated. So yeah, I thought it was I thought, a, I thought it was, was a voicemail <laughs> thing. So I was, I was very shocked. Um, so, so Angela, thank you so much for picking up. How are you? I'm doing okay. Just uh, working on bargain proposals as a teacher and trying to not lose my head. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Well, we don't. Yeah, we don't want to contribute to that. Um, uh, you know, you you so Angela, you saw the post. Also, you know, like we said, you're the last call, so you can get whatever you want off off of your chest. You have all the time in the world. Just no no rush. But you saw the post. You see, you, you you know, I think you know what we're trying to do here is just enlighten ourselves and as well people who don't have the experience that women and feminine presenting people have in the world. Uh, and so we're just trying mm-hmm. to open our eyes to that by shutting up and listening. But before we get into that, Angela, oh, where are you calling from right now? I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. Oh, P-Town. What do they call that? P-O-X? P-D-X? I know they do P-D- a thing, right? P-D-X. The airport yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Uh, what is I've never, yeah. never been to Portland. What is the what's what, what do you what, what do you do there? What's the thing? What's the food? What are we doing in Portland? It's like a brewer brewery ah, kind of like yeah. micro brews kind of place. Yeah, um, lots of small restaurants and my vibe. Just, my vibe. You know, yeah, my vibe. Foodies, mostly foodies. How you liking you it? Know? I know it's been you know it's been you know it's been a crazy crazy year or so, but yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I've I've been living here since two thousand nine. I mean, it's 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 nice. I I'm from the Bronx, so uh, coming here was definitely a big culture shock because yeah. you know Oregon was a black exclusion state. Yes, so I got was. here and I was like, wow, super, that's a lot of white people. That's super, and <laughs> that is super racist. That's like ultimate. Yeah. Racist. Wow. So racist. Yeah, yeah but but that's that so like racist. they're so racist they don't want free yeah, labor. That's crazy. That's, yeah, you know how racist you got to be. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> well, and to the point now because it's like a progressive liberal city. I remember getting on the bus and having like the opposite of that Forrest Gump scene where everyone moved their stuff to try to get me to sit next to them because they're like, "Oh, finally, like a chance to prove I'm not racist." Like you can sit here; nice. I don't care. Like it's totally fine with me. Take my seat. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> and I just remember like, why is everybody smiling at me? Why is everyone staring at me? Um, ever since get out, one thing ever since I do get like out came about, out, when white people smile yeah. at me, I'm, I'm leery. Mm-hmm. Like, what, mm-hmm. what are you trying to do? Steal my body? Become you, become me? Yeah. Trying to become me? <laughs> yeah. Just, exactly right. Exactly right. And I think for um, one thing I do like is that there's not much built here. So there's not a lot of like, you know, entrenched institutions or um, you know, things that you have to push back against as much. Mm. Uh, so there's room to build something out here, which is pretty nice. It's like an open book. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. But po- you're saying Portland specifically. Yeah, not the rest of the state. The rest <laughs> of the state is, um, if you go east, it's Idaho, where all the white supremacists, like, do uh, campaign things outside of McDonald's. Um, <laughs> there, but there is like it's beautiful though. That's the other thing. Like yes, but the, uh, the Pacific Northwest, like high desert and stuff. Yeah. 
desert. Yeah. So the, so the valley is where all the, um, the Willamette Valley is where all the forests and like the farming and all those beautiful things are. And then if you go East, you have more like high desert, beautiful rock formations. Um, and then we have like a really intense Pacific beach, like coast. Wow. Uh, yeah. I did not know it's any of great. these things. So almost, it's almost like you can, if you dodge the racist vibes and just, you can just enjoy the scenery. You have a good time. Yeah, you can enjoy the scenery. If you're an outdoorsy person, that's one exactly. thing I feel like if the Pacific Northwest is like, if you don't like being outside, don't go there. At least if, you know, if you don't like mountains and stuff like that, then why, what's the point? If you can't enjoy the beauty of that, then why be there? Am I wrong? Yeah. Well, and the other, no, I think oh. that's, that's slightly true, except for it rains. It's a temperate rainforest here in Portland. So it's rainy like nine months out of the year. So you get to stay, stay inside quite a bit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's the, the cool thing is that the outdoors is accessible to almost everybody. So there's like hikes you can go on if you're in a wheelchair, you have limited mobility oh, wow. and things that are right by the city. So you can take a uh, train straight there versus having to drive out somewhere if you don't have access. Um, like all our uh, kids who are in foster care get like free admittance into all the like museums and parks and oh, that's awesome. um, camping. Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, okay. Well, you, t- you turned me around on it for that, for sure. <laughs> Angela, uh, you know, the uh, the theme, we've been letting people know the theme of this uh, episode is to stop, collaborate, and listen. So uh, what we're going to do is we're mm-hmm. going to stop talking. We're going to shut the fuck up. And in collaboration with you, we're going to listen <laughs> to your story and, 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 and try to soak some stuff up and learn about your experience. So please, uh, whatever you would like to share, please go for it. All right. Um, well, I think, I think the big thing especially as like a Afro Latina um, and a girl coming up in the Bronx uh, was the, the fact that, you know, I came of age early. I physically developed early. And so you get that childhood kind of taken away very early and not because you realize like, Oh, I'm, 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 I'm getting big. Like I'm growing. It's because I walk outside and someone's like, yo, ma, can I holler for a second? Yo, what's good? What's, What's good right now? And it's like, what? I, I, I just finished rollerblading. Like, why are you talking to me? Uh, and realizing like, oh, this is, this is what it looks like from the outside now. Um, and that was, you know, that just sucks. It's, it sucks to have that kind of like childhood taken away from you. Yeah. And then, you know, when, when you're black and brown, people assume things. So any time I was with my younger brother, who's six years younger than me, everyone would ask me about my son. How's my son? How's your son? Is that your son? Oh, wow. Like, you're, wow, I'm so happy that you're with your son here, like, taking him out to go do this. this. I'm like, that's my little brother. Uh, <laughs> like, why, why are you assuming that I have a child who is, like, walking and talking <laughs> and, like, in grade school when I'm 13? Uh, so <laughs> there are a lot of, like, those kinds of assumptions, too, where it's like, okay, so what is the perception of someone who looks like me outside of me? Yeah. Um, and so, I like, and to, I like uh, to explain just, to people. Just to, jump oh, in, go just, ahead. just to jump in for a second. Not, I'm, I, not that you probably have a specific incident that you remember, but like how early would you say was the first time when a dude 
holler like a, some grown man or wh- any of those type of stuff, you know, because you say rollerblading. So I have this image in my mind of like a 10 year old. You know what I mean? Like I have a, a kid. So yep. like, do you like how yep, early that's back about it. to 10? Around. Yeah. Oh, geez. Wow. Because I'm almost six foot. <laughs> so I was like big and tall very, very early. Sure. Um, and so, you know, it's like the summer you're wearing shorts. You're wearing things that let you not be hot, sweaty as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and someone's like, ooh, you looking good in that or, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and you're like 11. I just remember my mom. Yeah. And my mom being like, don't look <laughs> like keep walking kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it was really early. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I tend to tell people uh, that, you know, your identity is not just who you see yourself as, but how others see you. And it's, and, and it's tying those two things that helps you figure out how you exist in this world or how you can exist in this world. Um, and I think being a woman and being a black woman was, those were those moments where I was like, Oh, this is what people think of me. Like, walking into a place and someone, you know, moving out like their purse out of my, out of my way. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? I, I just, I just came to get like something from the cooler. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, and as a woman, you get those moments as a girl, you get those moments too, where it's like, Oh, this is how you see me. Like someone's trying to get a little bit closer to me and someone's trying to talk to me when I don't want to, I'm obviously wearing my headphones and walking quickly. <laughs> like, why are you trying to talk to me? Yeah. That is, that's the thing that sucks so much is like the things that I do to ignore people. And so people don't talk to me because I hate talking to people. It like mm-hmm. as a woman in society, somebody will just fight through that. Like me, when I get on the plane, I just go to sleep. Yep. I might not even fall asleep. I just pretend to be asleep. So that people don't talk to me because they're always just like, oh, man, first flight. Or if I'm wearing like a, a jazzy hat, they'd be like, do you are you in music? And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's always some weird kind of. Are you a rapper? Yeah, like, Oh, my God. I mean, like, oh, business class. What are you? What are you doing when you get there? You have like a show or something. I'm like, no, I, yeah, oh, everybody business. Yeah. Mind your business. So I do. I do like I do, I do like. I put my head up. I go. Don't talk. Like, don't talk. To I'm like, I'm like adorably sleep. Or wearing headphones in public. <laughs> like, these are things that I do yeah. so that people don't talk to me. And they work. But for a woman, it might be like, <laughs> pull the ear- the earphone out of their ear. Hey, yeah. excuse me. I'm trying to... I don't know if you heard me. Let me yeah. take that out of I your ear. you see me standing in front of your face. Let me be intrusive really quick and take that out of your ear. Hello. So, um, so it's insane. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the thing... There's so many times of just having dudes... Uh, it's almost this presumption of like, oh... You must, you must not have noticed me because if you did, you would want whatever I'm trying to dish out. Yeah. Um, so I've, and I, you know, I'm, I'm ignoring you, but if I get like a tap or something, I'm like, Oh, did I drop my Metro card? Did I drop my wallet? Like, why are you talking to me? And they're like, Oh, I just wanted to tell you that you look like you have a beautiful smile today. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Leave me alone. And to the point where I've been on, like, I remember being on the subway and waiting for a train and some dude came up to me and he's like, you need to, you need to smile. You have such a beautiful smile. Like, keep your head up. Cause I was looking down or thinking or something. And I was like, all right, whatever. And like sat down and then like looked down at somebody. He's like, I said, keep your head up. Oh. I was like, Oh, what? 
fuck. <laughs> Until now, I'm on this like platform. I fucking smile now. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like a teenager. I'm on the subway platform. It was kind of late. So there weren't that many people there. And he's like right by the benches I'm sitting down at. And so I'm like, oh, oh my God. So now I've got to like make sure my chin is up until the subway gets here. And I just make sure I'm on a different car. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Like, why do you feel entitled to my body, to what my body should be doing or how I should be presenting myself? Mm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the number of times I've gotten the, like, why aren't you smiling? You should smile. Like, da, 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 da. It's like, it got to the point where I started trying to help myself, train myself to, like, being like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Stop telling me what to do. Yeah. Like, somebody just want to walk around smiling. Quick off the cuff. Yeah, what the fuck? Is, this isn't the, you know, the Stepford Wives. Are you just walking around with your all your pearly whites showing yeah. all day long? Fuck off. Yeah, and I think that's that's the piece is that there's, we're all the protagonists and the main characters of our own story. But as women, we're because of how the media presents us because of history, we're always presented as a potential love interest or a potential like mm-hmm. character in mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. else's story. Mm-hmm. No, you know, you're preaching now. No, that, and, was, no, that was a bar. No, that was a bar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then in the end, someone sees me and they don't think I've got shit going on. Like I've got a job to go to, or I got, things to pick up and errands to run they think "Ooh, you could be that character that walks in and all of a sudden i talk to her and she has this big smile on her face she gives me her number and that starts this whole thing for me when they haven't thought like what what do i want what do i what am i trying to do here and until we get to this point where dudes are taught like we're actual human beings with dreams and hopes like ideas and aspirations in a real concrete way where it's like, why are you bothering her? She's got stuff to do. Yeah. You know, that that we're going to keep seeing this kind of stuff because we're like, that's what we talk about when we say women are seen as objects. We're objects. We're not the subject. Mm, Right. Damn. damn. Go for it. Just do it then. Just go for it. (laughs) No, because we were talking about that. We were talking about that in between calls about, the way that toxic masculinity affects men and that Mm. is this, it is this conquer mentality that is taught at such a young age of like, how many numbers, how many phone numbers did you get? How many, you know, how many girls did you hook up with? So the objective is never to genuinely get to, not never because I, I, friends, friends happily engaged and I've, and I've never been that kind of dude. Honestly, if I'm being full disclosure, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've, I feel like I've spoken about this publicly. It's like, I am like a very nice guy who might invest my time into a, a, a woman's situation and stuff like that. And then I go, Oh, I just, I just like wanted to casual, a casual thing. And then I, I ghost people, mm. which is like, that's mm, more, that's, mm-hmm. that's like more fucked up because you do do the emotional investment and all of those things. But then when you want your way out, it, I, you know, I, in my life, I've taken like the childish way out of just being like, Oh, oh let me, I'm just, I'm just out now. I bailed. Which is like dishonest. That dentist system. Yeah. It's, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't come back. I don't come, I don't come back around. But I do, I do, I do, I separate entirely. I do do the S. But I don't, no, I don't. <laughs> Angela, don't do me like that. Don't do, don't. I'm, I'm just yeah, saying. I demonstrate my value and separate entirely. Though I do do the. It's, it's like, it's, 
it's oh man oh no oh god no i'm dennis uh no that was really good that was really good but no but the toxic masculinity thing so it's like we're we're through toxic masculinity and men we're taught these you know conquerous type of like you said object and I like I love the way you put mm-hmm. that where it's like you're a woman you have your you have your own you're you're your main you're the main character like you don't I, but men come and go like how can I fit this person into my life for a moment for a, the rest of my life whatever kind of things I'm trying to put on mm-hmm. this person are all about me can they have my children yeah. can they do this can they be my wife can you know whatever and it, you know it it's it's built this culture of never really true in a, in a lot of situations never really truly trying to get to know a woman you're just trying to go through the motions to get to what you want mm-hmm. whatever that outcome may be whether it's marriage a hookup or whatever it could be super in serious and intense or you could have the most like casual of intentions possible but it's all about like i'm not really trying to absorb your life because i'm the i'm the main yeah. character you're 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 an object in my story so i'm not really trying to oh you oh my god you you know you're starting a small business oh that's so cool i hope you good, good luck with that it's like just absorbing the information to like you know advance the the steps and that's what we were talking about and how toxic masculinity affects clearly affects women but like in in men it it, it creates these weird societal expectations that they they can never live up to and then so it manifests itself in anger Mm -hmm. and they call you ugly when you don't give them them your number and all that stuff you know yep well and i think there's a a level of assuredness that toxic masculinity uh expects where you can't have a moment to like i wonder what she's up to i wonder what she's interested in i wonder what she's thinking it's you know oh she must, she's going to want to do this, or I know that I could hit her up and do this. And you have to kind of have this bravado where you know, and you can't wonder Yeah. and you can't hope. Like, I hope she likes me back or I hope she, she, she responds to the sex. Like that's seen as soft. Yeah. And I think a lot of these roles, especially with gender um, and race is that the closer you are to the ideal, you know, in society where it's like, if the hierarchy is that men are on top, then if you're a man of color, you're going to work harder to fulfill whatever it is that gets you closer to being on top. So I'm going to perform that toxic masculinity. Yeah. And same with like white women and women of color. It's like, if whiteness is the top, I'm going to push down women to make sure that I'm getting closer to that ideal of whiteness. Mm. So the, the, the stuff doesn't occur in a vacuum. Um, but you know, like, that idea of like the black woman is the mule of the earth. Like we have to get it from, we're getting it from all sides. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's really hard. Cause how do you, how do you support men in breaking that cycle? Right. Because a lot of times men rely on women to be that, that place where they learn how to feel feeling. Yeah. Again, we're not, we're not our, we're not separate characters. We are still a part of your story. And so I'm not, you know, I never cry in front of my boys, but I'll cry in front of my girl or, um, you know, I'm feeling some type of way and I'm grumpy and I'm angry and, and it takes the woman to be like, what's going on, babe? Like we could talk. And then it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Well, this is happening. But I'm never going to do that with my dudes or I'm not going to go to therapy. And it's a lot of that emotional labor also gets put on women. So if I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not getting cat calls and like being asked to be like an object of desire, I'm being on. asked to perform yeah, perform this extra work that, you know, 
happens at work too, happens in a lot of spaces because that's what women are seen as. We're seen as those caregivers when men totally do that too. (laughs) You know, like toxic masculinity is what makes people suspect a man when he wants to be a teacher as, as being like, "Mm, why are you trying to be around little kids? Or a babysitter. I I had a thing. I had a thing. (laughs) I had a thing a few months back where we had a, we talked about something about a, a guy babysitter. And I just was like, Mm -hmm. what's the, what's the, what's the intention there? But it's like, that is that's because it's like that's a girl's job like that's that's the toxic masculinity mm-hmm. presented itself in me it's it's in all of us you know we, we're all trying to learn but just to clear a thing up um i cry in front of the homies all the time friend you know that i got no problem doing that you know so, <laughs> so that's so like, like cry in front of the homies make crying in front of the homies again uh, what am i trying to say make crying in front of the homies great again yeah so let's do that yeah because uh, you, <laughs> Angela has to go to work. She doesn't have time to, you don't, you don't get to like, just take up 15 minutes of her day to be like, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm girls. My mom never loved me. So that's why I treat good. Okay. I have a, I have a life. <laughs> I have dinner reservations, yeah. sir. I don't, you don't get to just take my time up like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, Angela, you, you preach, you, you, you preach the word, you preach the sermon. And, 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 and that was deep shit. Appreciate that. You're very welcome. <laughs> do, you, do, do you have any? Do you have anything else you you want to get off? You know, I, I, I mean, I think that that's just, I guess, maybe my biggest takeaway that it's just if we can allow ourselves to take a moment to wonder about other people and what life is like for them, I think that helps better inform how we should be navigating ourselves through this world, mm-hmm. right? So. If instead of jumping in and being like, oh, she's cute. I like the way that skirt looks like, or that sundress, Ugh, the summer. I like that sundress, but I wonder what she's up to. I wonder where she's going. She mm. looks like she's in a rush, you know, like that is enough to completely change the way my day goes versus like, oh, I can't wear this dress anymore because I don't want to be bothered. Um, mm. And I think, it's okay, it's okay to not be sure, right? And it's okay to also see other people as like whole beings with complete other worlds that they're existing in and that that world might not have anything to do with you. And that's okay. It's, it's, it's really is at the end of the day, it's about killing the ego. And that is why, mm-hmm. that is why I do mushrooms. So, uh, you know, just not to, not to, pl- <laughs> not to, not to, not to plug drugs. Cause you know, you do drugs when you want to do drugs, but you know, killing the ego is crucial. When you recognize that you're not the center of the universe, that all of this stuff continues after you're gone, you, you don't matter, you're not, it's not, you're not the focal point. You are able to see the humanity in every single person better because you're not just looking at them as how they can fit into your life. So I fully yeah. agree with what you're saying there. And I think that that's a great way that you put it as far as yeah, okay. I saw I saw you walking down the street. I think you're an attractive person, but like who are you as a person as well? Like okay, that's as opposed to just like, oh, a, 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 as opposed to a lion to a gazelle type of mentality. How about maybe, yeah. maybe this I person mean, likes me, maybe they don't. Let me try and then if they say no, then okay, that's fine. They they probably have somewhere to be. Like they don't have time to stop and talk to me on the streets for 15 minutes. Who am I to assume that they do? And that's okay. Well, and I mean 
folks don't have to have a whole like diatribe in their mind. It could just be like, oh, if she's in a rush, I'm going to leave her alone. Or but that. if she's chilling on the block with her friends, that's a good time to go check in and see if she wants to do something. Or like if, you know, like being able to take the no, but also being able to take a moment um, and assess the situation. Yeah. And not in a, like you were saying, not in a hunting predator prey kind of way, just in a like, oh, this is, like I tell my students all the time, step one of asking to go to the bathroom is read the room. Yeah. <laughs> is this really a good time for that? Like, am I in the middle of teaching? Then it's not a good time. Yeah. Is it independent work time? Like, then that's a good time. And I think the same applies for like talking to other people that you don't know in public. It's like, read the room. Do they look like they want to be talked to right now? Yeah. Are they looking at you? Are they is their face in a book like read the room yeah and angela that's going to take a lot of work because when your ego when you're driven by ego it doesn't matter what that person's doing it's me of course they're going to want to talk mm-hmm. they like you said in the beginning of this conversation was like oh you must not have <laughs> you clearly didn't see me <laughs> you didn't see you didn't, <laughs> you didn't see the drip sorry let me let me pick your chin up. Let me take my hand and pick your chin up from your book and go, hello. I mean, you weren't looking at me. So here, let me give you the gift of my, of seeing me now. Let me, hello, I'm Dwayne. You know what I mean? Like, so killing the yeah. ego is very crucial to the type of society that you're describing. And that sounds like awesome. I, I, I would love to live in a society where people in general, not just because, you know, I, I listen, you know, I, I brought up a conversation. We, we talked, you were there, friend. You know, I got, I got. I got grew up in Austin, but we don't, have, we don't have to go into it. But I wish that a person would go like, yeah. read the room and go like, does he, do they seem comfortable with what's happening? Yeah. Are they wearing headphones? Do they want to talk? Not just like, what do I want? Like, is it a good time for me to want this? And if not, you know what? You know, Michael Scott was wrong. Sometimes mm-hmm. you, sometimes you don't have to take the shot. Yeah. You miss hundred percent of the shots that you don't yeah. take, but that's, that's, that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Don't say that like it's a negative thing. Sometimes it's okay to just not take the shot. And I think, you know, it's one of those, those pieces, like when y'all alluded to that, uh, of you getting assaulted in Austin, like there's also this thing where folks think they have an entitlement to your body because of something that you are wearing or like, I have big natural hair, so I get touched a lot Uh, and I've had to like learn my like judo chop hands of like, don't touch my hair, don't touch my hair. And the same with like women with tattoos or people with tattoos. Ooh, I like that tattoo. And it's like touching your body and having to, you know, train myself again to respond like, please don't touch my body. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't touch my body over and over again. People are, Oh, it's just your hair. But when I was growing up and I was a teenager and everyone's like playing, you know, grab ass because I graduated high school in 2006. It's like, oh, but it's just your butt. It's just your boobs. It's no big deal. It's just like they're big. They're out there. Yeah. And it's like, that's that's still my body. Yes. <laughs> and you're still choosing to take my bodily autonomy away from me. And that's not okay. doesn't matter if it seems like I have a benefit that you wish you had. You wish your boobs were big, so you're going to grab mine. And these are like girls doing that to me too. Um, you, you see me as like possibly a big masculine dude. I'm just going to come over and like swipe my card. And like, that's, that's still, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> to like, don't touch people's body without permission. Absolutely. Point blank. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, goddamn, Angela, were you you were ready, man? I mean, this is this is this turned into. <laughs> I love it. I love I love having like genuine, real conversations yeah. with people. You were just ready to, you know, go, and and, and I appreciate because this was such a this was like a really incredibly profound conversation, and I really appreciate that. It it, it worked out that you were the last call because I don't think it can be topped. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> Yeah, no, thanks for calling. I uh, I appreciate the time because I think it's, and I appreciate y'all always taking that moment to kind of step back and really reflect when folks, you know, no matter how they come at you, when folks are like, eh, that wasn't cool. Uh, what about this? Taking the time to be like, I'm going to reflect on that and see what my role was in the results of that conversation um, and how do I make sure that I'm, that's a role that I want to take. Yeah, we, we do. Because if you want to be a jerk, that's fine. <laughs> but if you don't, taking a vote and be like, oh, that was a jerk move. Let me figure out what I meant or another way I could say that so that it makes sense to my intentions. Yes. Because the impact wasn't what I wanted it to be. That part right there. Exactly. But I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I mean, who would want, you know, what kind of weird, sick person we'd be if it just was like, I know I was wrong, but so what? Yeah. Shut up. I don't care. Like that's you know it's, it's, that's that's an insane person. And so we we try not to be insane people, and we really appreciate you taking notice of that. And and and, and also thank you for taking the time. You, you know this this was you know thank you for taking the time out of your night to have this conversation. I re- we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Fran say Fran thank um, you. Fran say something nice to Angela and 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 tell her to have a good night. Uh, have a great night and say something <laughs> nice. Um, I love your hair. Never even seen her. Angela, oh, thank you. She says she has great big hair. What do you what do you mean? She said that. <laughs> you just imagine it you can see it in your in your mind's eye Angela. i'm sorry that was embarrassing i'm sorry Angela, <laughs> Angela listen you have a great night yeah, we'll, wow. be, we'll be in touch and and thank you so much once again have a good one absolutely you too take care y'all all right bye-bye bye wow that was a great conversation yeah a series of great conversations and um what are your thoughts man this was fun. This was interesting. Yeah. Fun. It was fun. I had fun. I had fun. Yeah, I had something to speak on, but I forgot. <clears throat> All right. Well, a lot lately, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Um, yeah. No. This was. This was. Uh, I, I. I really enjoyed this. I thought this was very in. in enlightening and all of the women and, and people were so insightful in their wording and their choices and yeah. their stories and. Um, I learned a lot and it was. Uh, this was really, it was powerful to yeah. me. Like, I remember uh, what it was now. Uh, <laughs> oh, but God, please go. <laughs> it was, uh, when I was, um, not just specifically on uh, Angela, not her story, but just all of them, just all the good ones that we heard all mm-hmm. day today. Um, it seemed like that a lot of men look at uh, playing hard to get as like some type of like game. Yeah, like wear you down. How yeah. can I break through this? Yeah, or just a game where it's like I come out on the other end, you know, successful. And yeah, I get to brag to my friends like, "Hey, man, she was dog." The hard one, yeah, yeah, the hard one. Finally got her. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of men look at it, look at that situation like that, like where this is a game, and this I'm not looking at it through the lens of like you're being like stalkerish, you're being weird. Yeah, I'm looking at it as like this is a game I need to try to figure out so I can win, so I can win. Yeah, and I think Angela put it so perfectly yeah. about being a subject and not a, an object, like, right? Angela, Laura, Lauren, Hannah, Kamisha, everyone that we spoke to tonight are people. Mm-hmm. They're their own people. Yeah. And when 
in in all the stories that they've told, the 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 most common factor in, in that, like many of the things that you were talking about, the, the common denominator in all of those stories is a dude saw that person and went, I want that in my life, yeah. or I want that for the night, or I want to do a thing, and didn't take into consideration anything about what they wanted, what they were doing, who they are as a person, any of those things. Didn't yeah. read the room, right. like Angela said. She dropped mad gems. But so when you say a, a game and winning and all these things, yes, because this is my story, and I want that. Yeah. I want that person right there. And if they're saying no or no, I'm okay right now, then I need to try to break through that so I can win. And winning would be conquering this person. Yeah. And that's a victory for me. So what they want doesn't matter. And then it's very easy for that to cross over from creepy to fucking assault. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, what I want this. So what you want doesn't matter. And when we can get rid of that mentality as a society, then we can truly progress and, you know, in these, in these gender roles that we play, you know, because I mean, like the Angela, 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 Angela was spitting some fire. And when you see somebody as a whole person, I think you, you approach them differently mm-hmm. as, as opposed to like what you can get out of them. So this was a really insightful conversation, separate series of conversations. I think we should do this again at some point. Yeah. I don't know in what form, but this worked out better than I thought it would. Like this really was amazing. I really had a really good time, learned a lot, heard some crazy stories, and and uh, I appreciate every single person that called. Fucking Kamisha called us, called us, called us back. Yeah, yeah. So there, there were some thrills. We got yeah. scared. I know I jumped. Yeah, you it's jumped. Okay. I think I, you jumped I, I, a little I, bit. I, I'll ignore the fact that she know she hit the hit the ignore button on us when we called it the first time. Yeah, she did. Like she though. casually mentioned, it's like, oh, good. I banged on that. It's all, yeah, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's fine. Kamisha's the homie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, friend, this was, uh, this was really insightful and, and this was really cool. So yeah. Um, yeah, man. a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I've been Alvin Williams joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.